Welcome to the Podscape. What? Ooh, yeah. You understand, baby? Dig it? Let me tell you another thing. First name John, last name Baker. Uh-huh. Brother. Hello and welcome to the Podski. I'm your host, the man of a thousand gimmicks, John Baker. And today we are doing the very first Podski Roundtable Rumble. Very excited. We had a lot of guests on. And it was a lot of fun to get in there and talk about, not only did we talk about Raw 30, we talked about some of our favorite Rumble moments, and we also chat about what's going to happen this weekend at the Royal Rumble. So that's essentially the whole reason of the show. The Royal Rumble is this Saturday. Super excited for it. Can't wait to see what they do. But here we are, and I just want to give a quick little note that we're going to do a very special <laughs> little thing at the end with Andretti and I, we're going to host the very first Podski Royal Rumble. It's so much fun. I I cannot believe that we came up with this together, <laughs> but we got 30. It's just like a standard regular Royal Rumble. We got 30 entrants, 30 in, one left standing. We're going to see who is the Podski Royal Rumble winner and who's going to go on to Podski Mania that we literally haven't even created yet. Really hope you stick around to check that out. Hopefully you checked out last week's episode of Triple H's 2002 Return and you checked out That's So Dolphins Talk. We got Conference Championship Weekend coming up this week and we got the Royal Rumble. It's a huge weekend. We got the Royal Rumble on Saturday. I love having the uh, WWE pay-per-view on a Saturday. I love that idea. It's so much easier. So let's get right in to the Royal Rumble Roundtable. All right. Here we are at the Podski Roundtable Rumble and... We're going all out for a Royal Rumble roundtable. We got a, a lot of special guests in here today, so uh, we're going to kick it off with, obviously, you know, what we obviously like to do here, we like to throw out our favorite wrestlers all the time, so obviously uh, our Triple H and Shawn Michaels, so uh, we'll throw it to Milton. Milton, what are your two favorite wrestlers? Uh, my man, Ric Flair. Woo! Uh, love me, love me some flair. I mean, I live, I live my life through him half the time. Um, uh, the rock and I go honorable mention, and this is just to piss off, uh, Teddy Mongoose, um, my boy from the old four, four horsemen, um, Steve Mongo McMichael. So yeah, let's go. It's not Kofi Kingston. No, dude. No, stop. Stop. Miss me with that trash. <laughs> uh, what about you? Spicy Viking. I'm going to do Outsiders forever. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Big okay. Sexy has been my favorite since the 90s. Scott Hall is a cautionary, inspirational tale. I just went through, and I'm, like, watching. I started in the new gen. I started with the very first Raw. So, like, I went through a lot of those Raws and those in your houses with Big Sexy. And lo I absolutely love Diesel, Big Sexy. Yep. Diesel is a, Diesel's an amazing character. So great. Uh, Eddie Stagg, what about you? I'm going to go with uh, the two guys who brought me into it, and I love forever, Michaels and Austin, my two favorites, back-to-back. -back. So good, so good. Simba, what uh, what are your two favorite wrestlers? 
Uh, I'm going to have to say uh, Kenny Omega and then uh, Broken Matt Hardy. Those are two solid picks. Actually, rel- like relevant today picks. I like that a lot. Teddy, yeah, I wish he was still doing the Broken gimmick, but eh. Yeah. Who knows what they're even going to do like in the future. I feel like they still got a, I guess it all depends on what they're doing with Jeff and if Jeff's coming back. Yeah. Whoever knows when that is at this point. But uh, Teddy, what do you got? Tiered answer here. Tiered answer. So my two favorite of all time, Sean and Diesel, two dudes with attitudes. Uh, born and uh, born in the mid 80s. So I'm 10 ish, 11 ish years old when two dudes are running through the WWF. And so forever, uh, they hold, you know, I, I have my, my fondest wrestling memories come from that time. That being said, uh, dude that got me into wrestling is Hulk. So that'd be like my 1A. And then the dude that got me back into wrestling big time, Kenny Omega. So that would be like my 1B. So my two favorite, you know, if I'm if I'm going my two favorite, that would be Sean and Diesel. But then tearing that down a little bit, Hulk, just because if there is no Hulk, there's no me here. And then Kenny, I don't know if I'm here anyways, because Kenny got me caring again. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's 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 what I'm saying. Nice, nice. Yeah. So one thing that we like to do here on the Podski is it, we like to put people on the hot seat. So Mongoose, we we're putting you on the hot seat. This was coordinated by uh, missing in action right now. Mr. Justin Andretti, he's gone. He left the territory. But what we do is we put people in the hot seat. So we're going to throw this here. You are going to book a feud between... Brian Nobbs. Oh, well, this is great. Why wouldn't I, I? That's who I would have picked first first round. So good. Go on. Brian Nobbs and Chris Candido. That's absolutely wonderful. So here's what I got. Um, so Chris Candido obviously is coming down to the ring in his skip gimmick, comes down with Sonny. Uh, he is, you know, performing, doing whatever he's doing, beating up so J- some uh, J-O-B dude. Um, while he's in the middle of his uh, little push-ups and whatnot, he's, his eyes are caught, and he sees a absolutely repulsed Sonny, like, like doing all the histrionics, you know, fingers over nose, holding the nose, waving her head, ew, ew, ew. Because Brian Nobbs is front row, and he's hollering at Shorty right now. You know, he's doing all the cat calling, honey, honey, give me some. You know what I'm saying? And so Candino, mid-push-up, stops, frustrated, stops, looks over, and gets near-falled by this Joe Bear, okay? Um, This only is going to make Nobbs want more, all right, obviously, and so Nobbs is turning it up, turning it up. Uh, Candido is getting flustered. He, again, near fall, near fall, finally says enough of this, takes care of business, 
beats the job guy, gets Sonny, put, gets his, his sport towel that he would bring to the ring or that she might have. He covers her rear with it as they're walking away because Brian Nobbs is obviously turned on by her little workout outfit and they sneak to the back. All right. And so Nobbs is there and he's just high fiving the bros around him doing whatever he's got to do. Um, and then we would have, we would have Nobbs come to the ring. Uh, I got Brian Nobbs as obviously the big solo star that he is. Let's say that Brian Nobbs is uh just performing, you know, having himself a wonderful three and a half minute match over the likes of a, uh, my gosh, who we even have at that point in time. Uh, he's, you know, Al Brian Nobbs is going to work on like an Aldo Montoya or something like that. Um, and then while he's going to work, he's doing, you know, he's doing his, you know, pity, pity city and all that stuff. Uh, but he says, Sonny, Sonny, what's up? Study what's up you know just give it hollering at her into the car into the camera you know, not hard camera those ones that are ringside um and so we then cut to some backstage thing uh the week later whatever todd pettingill on mania sonny i cannot believe what has just happened to you you had two weeks in a row where you have brian Nobbs hollering at shorty uh so what do you think about that so she calls him this fat, disgusting, lard, gross, pity, city, gross and shitty, whatever she can get away with and say it's Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. Um, and then finally, uh, you know, you have uh, you have knobs responds and he says she's just playing hard to get. She loved my smile and he shows her how many teeth he doesn't have. OK, and then what, I, what I'd also like to see is him then. From going from there, Knob starts to come to the ring, and instead of him being in like a splattered T-shirt, he's coming in, in like a splattered but sleeveless uh, blazer and things like that. Do you know what I'm saying? So like a blazer, no shirt underneath it, paint splattered and all that, cut off sleeves, and so he's stepping his game up a little bit. Sonny's not noticing, and so the next week, okay, the next week then, Brian Knobs comes to the ring in Chris Candido fitness model gear, all right? So he ditches all of his stuff and he's wearing straight fitness model gear and saying, I know you want it, okay? Uh, which she says, no, I don't. And then finally, what we get is Candido saying, you leave my girl alone. This is gonna be you and me facing off it in your house, 17, you know, uh, what would it be? Um, uh, uh, oh my gosh! I only I can't think of anything clever off the top of my head. So I'm I'm just gonna say something to do with like the 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 sun behind the doorknob or whatever you know whatever they might do with that. Uh, and then we have our blow off where obviously uh, we have some sort of sort of uh, hitch where we have um, if Knobs wins, Sonny's got to go on a date with him. If Candido wins, Knobs leaves her alone. Knobs obviously wins from botched interference from Sonny, gets some rotten pin on Candido, and then we have like a week or two weeks worth of humor of Brian Hobbs then courting uh, Sonny, taking her out to like you know, something like not not like Burger King. I don't want to go that low, but I'm saying like he's like we're going out tonight, and they hit like uh, like a Red Robin or you know what I mean like an Applebee's. 
Um, and then and Sonny's just so off by it and all the hilarity ensues. Um, and so then we we got weeks of television right there. So that that's what I'm saying. That was fantastic. I can't the whole time you're explaining Sonny, I just see your mugshot of like a few days ago. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I want I want Vixen 1996 Sonny, the same way that I want uh a, you know with us chris candido so that is that's how i'm transporting time here do you know what i'm saying uh and then my knobs my knob and, and not only candido but i mean can bleach blonde in the blue and then i want i just want stanky brian knobs and so that was that was how i was envisioning this the whole time yeah wow. not and not even like past his prime knobs i mean prime knobs that still don't look like he's in his prime do you know what i'm saying so yeah that's the way i got that bravo hats off that's a great that was a great one thank you actually you had no idea it was coming to the whole point of the hot seat did you guys watch uh raw this week because i thought yeah. it was when it was raw 30 it was an awesome segment early with reigns and zane and all that do you guys got any thoughts on uh on this uh raw 30 or raw triple x it was great to see a lot of people come back, A. Eh? And uh man, this bloodline Sami Zayn thing has actually got me going. Like I, I'm actually enjoying this. You know, there, there's something going on there. The cracks are starting to form. It, it was a good show overall. Yeah, I thought it was a really good show. Yeah, definitely the the cracks are starting to show. The biggest pop they got out of me all night was Jay coming in with the arm to block the solo. <laughs> thumb whatever that is yeah, that like, thing is yeah well whatever that was but yeah like they got me huge on that which only makes me like want more but i know that me and mongoose were talking in one of our other chats like the only bad thing about that segment is that now people want sammy for this weekend and it might end up being a problem maybe yeah yeah yeah, and that's and it's nothing that hasn't been said before on you know any any insider things or whatever. But like, that's the crazy thing about this is that Cody Rhodes left AEW because it's you know essentially the act went stale, whatever you want to say. The fans just weren't weren't digging him as the baby face he wanted to be. Dude, he went to WWE and he was all that we uh you know me and uh bake and bricks and we all watched the uh uh we all watched the uh wrestlemania together last year and that cody entrance that match was insane and then you cap it off with this dude doing that hell in a cell match with that purple entire side of his body is the most baby face thing in the history of baby face things and I like I understand that you want to uh, advertise the return here to get eyes on the rumble and everything else, but I I do think that they're putting Cody in a really tough spot because because of Cena doing his surprise thing coming back and winning. Uh, there's the Batista comparisons and all that. You are absolutely playing with fire where you have this incredible return arc for Cody that might be spoiled from the fans saying, give me Sammy, give me Sammy, give me Sammy. Like I, I it's going to be really interesting to see what happens, what they do to sort of get themselves out of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's going to be something that really is. Baker, one, one takeaway I took from this show, because I watched a little bit of it is your boy, uncle Kurt 
all he's been doing since he's been coming back is doing jobs. Like, that's all he does now. He doesn't – like, he had that one match against uh, – we always joke and call old boy um, um, King Corbin because, you know, he's garbage. But, like, that's the only match he's had since he's been back, I guess, over the last couple of years. But yeah, all he does is jobs. Like, get Kurt, Kurt Angle out of here. Like, what is he – or Teddy. How, how does Kurt walk? Like, his legs are, like, bent. <laughs> what, like, it's bad. You don't like Baron Corbin? Why don't you like Baron Corbin? Oh, stop it. Get him off the screen. I, I'm done with Baron, okay? But the Baron, I the I want I, I actually want I want rich Baron Corbin with oh my God. uh poor poor Baron Corbin hair. <laughs> I mean, if you bring that you bring that back to me, dude. I'd be all first about of all, it. First of all, I see Baron Corbin's father at my gym every week. So <laughs> like I'm I'm over. I'm over him. You know, I, I don't know if you guys ever saw that. Uh, it's a, it's like a WWE creative parody account. And they said that uh, Baron Corbin's now in wrestling. He used to be in boxing. He used to be in football. One of these days, he's going to find a sport he's good at. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> literally, literally over whatever, over three, over four. That was, I actually, I, I'm a big gimmick, you know, gimmick fan. And um, I, I, and, the thing is, and what's wild about it, my favorite wrestling now is just grown-ups who just they're full grown-up. You know what I mean? Like just throw hands, throw feet, and and just punish each other in the ring. But my favorite wrestlers are people that you know were garbage men or whatever. <laughs> um, and so I actually. Yeah, that's it, dude. I literally just found out this week. I was listening to uh, the Observer Radio and just found out that IRS was created because Vince got audited like four years in a row. Yeah, which is the most, oh, yeah. which is the best thing that I've, so, I've ever heard so in my life. It's so <laughs> petty. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. I absolutely the God, the God love it, man. The Godwins are even better with the POG and, and the HOG. <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. Wait, wait, that's, and that's what I'm saying. I'm but but I'm but that bear, that baronet that broke Baron and then Happy Corbin. I don't want to see any of his matches, but like I'll tell you how cool Baron Corbin is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they got me with that. So no, can, I, can like, I just say can I just say real quick how funny it is to have this cast of characters on this podcast? Yeah. I, I was dealing I was dealing with a uh a dog with a, I think he's got a broken, a broken nail on his front paw. So there was blood all over the fucking house. So I was dealing with that for the last half hour. But uh, other than that, like I, as soon as I got on here and saw all these faces, I started laughing. It's very funny. It's like, when, like, when, like when worlds collide, like when the, when NXT does a show with the NXT UK. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually, I felt bad. I got, I got, I got, I got a, I got a five-year-old. Right. And uh, um, my, the missus is out to this evening. And, and so she says, will you lay with me? Will you sleep with me? Dad, help me go to sleep. I was like, of course, honey. And I'm laying there, dude. And I'm doing this thing where I'm like, dad, I got to be on a podcast here in a couple of minutes. Or so you, you best go to sleep. You know what I mean? And so I think that she started snoring. And the second she started, I went full Grinch with Cindy Lou Who. You know what I mean? Like just, just sneaking right out of there. So um, yeah, my, my only hope now is that... Uh, that there's not some cataclysmic uh, kindergarten vomiting going on or whatever, because I'm 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 here to go with the bruh. You off the chain, so, bro. Uh, thanks for hopping <laughs> in, uh, Andretti, and zooming in on a uh, on a pit stop. So, yeah, 
what'd you think of uh what'd you think of raw triple x or did you even watch it are you only well, see, I, I watched i watched the whole i watched the whole thing what i could bear of it you know but i mean i, I had like i told you before man that my my best friend when watching wrestling nowadays is the fast forward button so uh, being able to being able to fast forward through three hours of raw that isn't very good is very appealing to me um that show was bad <laughs> for that for it being a uh a 30 year anniversary show i i thought they didn't do a very good job i mean the the Becky Lynch Bailey thing was insulting to say the least. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why we had the bloodline in there killing three segments and just standing around. I mean, they, even with their body language, they were just standing around, not doing anything and talking real slow. It, it, it was like, dude, why are you killing all this time right now? But they did. Then they ruined that match for the live crowd. And then the rest the of the show was too long. Yeah, the show yeah. wasn't very good. Either, and the rest of it wasn't any, any good either. And, and then they got cut. They got cut abruptly at the end for going over the time limit. So how does that how does that even happen? You're telling me you didn't like DX versus Imperium. I mean, yeah. I, I I like Kurt Angle and DX. That's pretty <laughs> funny. Kurt doing jobs. Watching Kurt like try to straighten his knee. Uh, I'm sorry. Crazy. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, Jay. Watching Kurt trying to straighten his knees is one of it's my unbearable. Things. Yeah, he looks so bad. Did he? I think he just had a double knee replacement, so that's even worse. But yeah, Kurt yeah, I I didn't see the show, but the, I I was listening to the recap, and when I heard when I like I I'm laughing talking about it when I heard that he was like, hey, I heard you're missing a guy, like so I figured I'd be in DX. So I was, that's awesome. That is very clever. That's funny. Like I think that that is I I give them them thumbs up for that. I think that that's cool. Yeah. Um, and then also and and again, you know, maybe I'm missing something because I only just heard recaps, but. Uh, having Triple H do the thing where he, you know, sort of says like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I'm retired and we're all too old. Th that's endearing to me because I don't, I watched, I had to, I had to suffer through Triple H and Sean versus the Brothers of Destruction, which are four of my favorite people in the history of the world. You know what I mean? I had to suffer through our, our Saudi brothers and sisters needing to watch that live. Um, and so... That having having them now be like you know it. real with that makes me feel better. Our Saudi brothers and sisters. Hey, did did anybody else catch uh, whenever Triple H said there's only one guy that could book a match like this, and the crowd started to boo because they thought it was going to be Vince coming out? Yeah. Anybody yeah. else catch that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was waiting for Baker Pop uh, in the, in the group chat at one point if uh, your boy uh, Uncle Vince would have shown up acting a fool. I I wouldn't have popped. I would. I popped for uh, Biker Taker though, except yeah. he looked bad. That was great. It was great. They if they, they could if they could have popped out the Limp Biscuit, that would have been a full full time travel. Yeah, I wanted. Ah, uh, uh, if they that Limp Biscuit, I'll tell you what I mean, though it, that 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 did, did he did he was he was what musically did he have his old or did he have the like the, the rock, gong. Right? They did no, like yeah, the American badass. It went, it went dark, and then they started doing the Metallica thing they always play, and then they went into okay. Kid Rock, American Badass. So like they did like a, a triple mashup that took forever, and then they had like this. Well, I don't even care. You just talked me into watching this segment because I the only thing I wanted to hear was. Yeah, they did not do that one. Yeah, but. 
I don't care if you're gonna give me if you're gonna give me Metallica, give blah 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 blah. Like, are you kidding me? Get layer all of them on top of each other. Yeah, yeah. I now I'm gonna have to rewatch it. So thank you. Yeah, and then they did that whole thing where Taker kind of like said something to Bray, and who knows what he said. They probably didn't say anything, but they made it a big deal of like pa- passing the evil torch. Uh, yeah, I. Nah. It, it seemed a little bit forced. It was good. I know they're going for, it, but it seemed very forced. Yeah, ten, ten years too late on that. Yeah, Bray Wyatt's boring. <clears throat> when you call it what it is, this thing is boring. Yeah. I get excited for him, like the thought of him. And then when it comes to the matches, it's just like. Eh. I mean, look, they should have just kept him as the creepy guy with the lantern in the swamp. Yeah. It would have been great. Yeah, you don't need the uh, the puppets, you know. It, only, the puppets. It took Vince to come back for literally, what, 13 days, and they brought the puppets back. Yeah. That has to be a Vince call. You, I know, you know Vince. He's like, yeah, puppets I bring me up. <laughs> Vince is in the meeting. Goddamn, pal. I got to bring the uh, puppets back uh, for the 30th show. Goddamn. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, I thought that stuff with Bray Wyatt was all right, but I think that uh, the the big issue became when Alexa Bliss started just to become Lady Bray Wyatt, and then it was just like, oh, okay, yeah, it's the, this killed it. It took it too far, and now it's not good anymore. You can't you can't go any farther. Like that's the problem with like when you when you push it too much with stuff like that, there, you get to a point where you can't go anywhere. And then you just have to end it abruptly and there and it just goes away. Yeah, the 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 bliss stuff is bad. Baker, you, you know what would have made this show better? Let's just be real here. And Teddy, you're gonna lose your mind when I say this. I think I think Jinder Mahal would have put this show over. Just saying. <laughs> what? More gender is always a good won. thing. So I'm fine. I'm fine with that. He's an NXT. Hey, dude, dude, you can you can if I had Jinder Mahal riding an elephant to the stage being being ushered in by great Kali. I'd be all I'd be oh, all for no, it. I mean so, I, I don't you know care. how I feel about great Kali just pulling him by his trunk. Yeah. One of the best things about wrestling when people are built from places they're not even close to being from that motherfucker's yeah. from Calgary. He's from Calgary. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Middle East. The the best one yeah. is Kamala from Africa, yeah. but he's from Detroit. Come on, right. my man. Yeah. Right. Nah, dude, that's a that's the dude. I've been I've been I've been busting Milton about Kamala for the last I don't know fifteen years or whatever. Uh, because yeah, the old old boys from the Midwest, you know, just he he grew up just eating cheeseburgers and doing whatever. Uh, and then we have him out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I absolutely love it. I, I don't know, I don't know if I it. if I uh, Baker and, and Mongers. I don't know if I told you guys this this week, but I did a little bit of an Orient Express deep dive this week on the network. And the, um, when they switched over to Tanaka and um, Kato, which was Paul Diamond, because they wrestled they wrestled uh, in the AWA for a long time. They put him under the mask and said they were from Japan. That fucking guy is from Yugoslavia. Oh my mm-hmm. god. <laughs> like they said that uh, Rusev was from Russia and he had that Bulgarian flag tattooed on his shoulder where everyone could see that every single week. Yeah. Do you think do you think that even 5% of wrestling fans know what the Bulgarian flag is? No. <laughs> like I I, like, like, like yeah, and I'm not I'm not even being I'm not even being rude. Like I I I'm just saying like you you go uh, Billy on the street style and say what flag is this and people are gonna say eh. so dude it might as well be Russia yeah well, that's what I'm saying I think, I, I, I think you're I think you're safe with flags I think you're safe with flags you just can't have the words 
That's the baseball, problem. Baseball yeah, Harry right. was like, turn it yeah. over, now it's Chechnya. Yeah. And yeah. when you turn it this way, it's Russia. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be like that Bulgaria until death. That's the problem. What are you going to say, uh, Bricks Malone? Now about to say that tattoo is a gimmick, so let's be real here. You know, that, that's all Vince's creation. <laughs> Oh my is God. wait is that is it uh, now nah, maybe I'm wrong is that is that tattoo is it the flag or is it the is it the, the actual outline. like country the outline the country is, with the flag inside it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> shoot man Dude, Braun Strowman Braun Strowman has some state tattooed on him you think I you know what that state is North Carolina North Carolina North Carolina yeah yeah, yeah. Carolina Carolina whatever might as well be Minnesota. Whatever, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. Three states that's safe. south that's from safe. you. It's just, yeah, it's just reverse. That's a, that's a that's a safe tattoo. If you ask me, we don't. We, we, yeah, it's the good. world's You're smallest good. Superman tattoo ever put on a big man. I oh, love so bad too. Yeah, I love his tribal with the world's smallest Superman. That is fantastic. It's so tiny. I hate that dude so bad. Yeah, <laughs> that, that one, that one, and Batista's belly button. Those are probably the top two most ridiculous tattoos. Yeah. No, get out of here. I with, just you got Lesnar's stupid knife on his chest. That is the worst <laughs> thing to ever exist. Yeah. Uh now listen to this, my man. So my favorite thing, is rough though. My favorite thing about the Lesnar knife on his chest is that when myself and Andretti were young, he would say that he that 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 I'm I, I would love to get the the Penn State logo, you know, with this is God's war tattooed on me and then i would love to get a, a big story. knife on my chest and then when lesnar got the knife on his chest i was like oh. maybe he was onto something man like that's pretty badass but then you keep growing and then when you have like 45 year old like still packs don't get me wrong dude i wish i could look like brock now and you know he's 10 years older than me but when you got those like middies forming and there's that big saber down there, they're, yeah, they're starting to they're starting to grab the sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a problem. That knife, that knife has become a sword. It's become yeah, a sword. Yeah. The knife has become right. a sword. It's gonna turn into like one of those kids' foam swords by in another 10 years. Goddamn pal. That would be great. That's too funny. It just gets it colored in, so it's just that blue and red foam-looking handle. <laughs> right. They'll start selling those at the, at the events like glow sticks. Yeah. <laughs> they had uh, all kinds of like stuff they were selling. I, they had a sweatshirt for sixty dollars that just said "Raw is Triple X." Not out of the. I, I don't put it past them, but they had three commemorative titles. Like they had a the winged eagle with like the old school Raw LED. Mm -hmm. BS on it, and then they had the big eagle, like with that stupid strap, and then uh, they had another one. It they looked ridiculous. I hate. If you give me ten bucks, I'll go buy a hoodie right now and write "Raw is too fucking long" on it and give it to you. <laughs> yeah, if they triple X is the three hours. Yeah, yeah. If, they, if they literally, it should, say, it should say "Raw Raw is XXXL long." This is what it should say. Well, I mean, see, here's the thing, though. Like, I don't understand why, like, I'm sure someone has talked to Triple H or Vince to say this show is too long. We're losing people. Why we're can't money, though? Well, oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's commercials. It's also part of the network. You know, the network you know, uh, wants the rights to it for X amount of hours. Right, you know, right. Cornette talks about it all the time. Like, you know, they buy that slot. You have to fill that slot, you know. 
and uh it just it's too much it's it's like aew on the friday nights nobody watches it it's too much i mean aew is it is what it is i mean it's fun but that extra night is not who the fuck can clear three hours yeah yeah i mean that especially when the first hour i don't do a damn thing like at least at least when we had nitro the first hour was the luchadors and benoit and jericho out there killing each other And that, was, and that was awesome. I mean, but now, now that first hour of Raw, man, they just, it's just, they're just killing time. Yeah, literally, yeah. like two thirds of that hour is just them killing time with backstage BS. And you might, you, you're lucky if you get a match. And if you get a match, it's maybe 10 minutes long. Yeah. With that. Which it's is the entrances, too. Those things take forever. Yeah. And then they do a commercial break in between the entrances and, uh, or so. Yeah, there were there were it seemed like there were a lot of commercials for for Monday night or, or for the for the uh, the anniversary show. It felt like I was just was fast forward in the whole damn time. It's it's what they, it felt like. They went commercial free for the first hour, and then then they it was the worst hour to do that. <laughs> well, they had two point three million viewers, which is like the most in like years. Which I mean, everyone obviously is going to tune in for the nostalgia. That's the only reason I did because I can't. Yeah. The last time I watched a Raw was the Raw after WrestleMania, and that was only to see what Cody was going to say. But that was probably the first Raw I've seen, you know, quote unquote, all the way through in probably five years. I bet. Anytime they reference the Attitude Era appearances or anything yeah. like that, or the logo, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm interested at the very least. Right, and they live off nostalgia, like they are yeah. kings of nostalgia. <laughs> when they start saying things like "fucking Kurt is now in DX," whatever, just fucking eat it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Buy, buy the shirt, dude. And yeah, yeah, and that, and that's the thing with with it is that um, I I heard you say about the commercials and everything there, Andretti. And I tell you this that um, I didn't. I said earlier before you got on, maybe that I didn't see the show, but uh, that with that commercial free first hour. You were backloaded with them, so it probably felt like you had them all the time. Um, but if I was going to tune in on Monday, which I had some circumstances that prevented me from doing so, but I wanted to, and the reason that I wanted to was, and it's bad as it is, they they show the same names over and over again: Sean, Road Dog, X Pac, Taker. But look, man, you get me. You do. You get me. And I, I, I didn't. I didn't have a chance to see it. And I wish that I would have. When I heard the run back through, I also wish I did. When I heard about the taker stacked, uh, uh, you know, Kid Rock, and now I need to see these things. But yeah, man, you're gonna get me every single time when you start to talk about people that were relevant. And I'm not even talking attitude era people. When when they dangle like a Tatanka or whatever, that's when I get really right. excited. I, okay. and, and I don't even care if it's him just standing there, you know, looking like this, you know, in the, for five seconds, which is what it always ends up being. Um, yeah, they they get me, man. Like I I I like seeing those people, and as bad as it is, I like seeing those people because we can watch them whenever we want. But we don't get to see them very often because you know when do you ever see tatanka you know what i mean so that's that's why i'm all about that billy billy Holiday all, saw I, tatanka at a at an indie show and he stole a birthday cake and drove away and squealed tire <laughs> listen that's a real story what what are you gonna do all right you're hungry birthday cake's delicious gotta eat gotta eat, <laughs> gotta eat. if i'm gonna eat i'm squealing tire 
That's what I'm 50 bucks and a free birthday cake. Let's go. Do not try to put over Tatanka, Teddy. Miss me with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop with it. Come on. Brother, I just here I want you I want you to know something really fast, okay? I grew up in a small town that had a single arena that had a, a WWF show a year. And one of the years that I went, which would have been 93 or 94, can't recall the one. When I went to the gimmick stand with my 10 bucks or whatever it was, your man came home with a foam Tatanka tomahawk because Dude. I was pumping that thing the entire time. Dude, he was undefeated forever. When Ludwig Borga beat him, it ruined my Saturday. All right, probably part of my Sunday. I probably only felt better because I watched the Rocket Jock softball game later that day or whatever. Um, and I'm, I'm just telling you, man, uh, Tatanka was a big deal. And if Wait, you don't I'm think not... he does, I'll send you the network link to the superstars where he goes to the Indian reservation and he's in front of all their faces the entire uh, time. Because <laughs> as I went back, like I mentioned earlier, I went back and watched those new all that new gen stuff. He was plastered all over all of those raws. He like... was dude, Tatanka, Tatanka was awesome. And and his match with Sean is uh you know, Mania 9 is one of those, it, same with WrestleMania, or excuse me, Royal Rumble 93. Um, those are guilty pleasures of mine because of, of where I was in my wrestling fandom. But that match with Sean holds up, you know what I mean? Like as, as a good match, terrible finish because he had the undefeated streak and he couldn't lose to Sean and they didn't want to put the intercontinental belt on him or whatever. But that, that match with Sean is still great. Like, Tatanka was he wasn't bad, man. I'm not saying that he was great, but he wasn't bad. And oh, I mean, his gimmick ten year old, nine year old, ten year old me, nah, I was all for it, dude. Yeah, yeah. Chris, paint, painted like, on his head. His gimmick worked for that time. I mean, I think. I mean, this would be another conversation for another day, but I think gimmicks for their times, as ridiculous as they are, they got over, they worked. I mean, and he's his is one of them. So I can't even fault him or you for even for you for even liking him. I mean, hell, I love Mongo McMichael. I know you can't stand him, but that's my guy. I'm all in on Mongo, right. dude. Thank you. See, I, see, that's why we have in around. I got he, a shirt. Right. I got a shirt. I got a. I got so a why? I, I got that uh, Bears Mongo Four Horsemen shirt with the WCW logo on the bottom. That's great. Because your man's on here. Teddy hooked your boy up. Hey, uh, real yeah, my biggest problem. My biggest problem with Mongo before you move on is that. He wasn't a good wrestler. He wasn't a good talker, and he had no real stage or mic presence or or anything like that. So those are my only problems with him: is that he wasn't good at anything that he tried to do in wrestling. Boy, Aside from awesome. that, dude, he was awesome. He was That's awesome. What made him so great with that. Hey, with uh, that while, we're, while we're talking about small towns with single arenas, and we were, we mentioned Shawn Michaels, Simba, you want to tell them the story of the time that you and I were sitting beside a little kid and his mom at a at a at a show at that arena. Which one? Oh, wait. One? Oh, my God. I have remembered this. I can tell it if you don't remember. You do it. I I kind of remember. I, I just remember it was like that. Yeah, you got to tell it. Well, one I, time my, we my were, you know, it, was, it, was a, it was a house show when we were there. And this little kid was freaking out about Shawn Michaels. And all of a sudden, his mom started freaking out even more than the little kid. Like, way over the top. And then the mom turned to the little kid and said to him, that guy in the ring right now is going to be your new dad. That's fuck. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my god. 
Wow. She was, bad. she was not good. She was not good. Oh, no. You don't say. No. For, for small town, right she there. was small town three, like, so you know how bad that is. And that, oh, kids, my. is how I met your mother. Simba, <laughs> <laughs> did you say she was a small town three? Yeah, small town three. Oh, oh mm. my God. You know that's bad. Mm. Mm. Right up your alley, Milt. What's up? Might be right up your alley. I mean, you know, goddamn pal, you know, I, I'll, I'll take care of business. You know what I do. <laughs> yeah, do the job. Thank you. We've all we've all done jobs in our time. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey George, remember Vegas? <laughs> Me neither. No, no comment on that. No comment on that. <laughs> Sorry, Eddie Stag. That was that wasn't me. That was my twin. He was a pervert. Uh, how do we feel about another Lesnar Lashley deal? Like, are they really going to do that again for WrestleMania? Like, of course they are. I mean that that's 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 money for Lesnar. That's money for uh, Lashley. I mean, what the last time they fought was a crown jewel. I mean, yeah, the, the blood money pay-per-view. So, like, I mean, it's it's a good build-up. But, I mean, I don't know. It's not needed. Let's be real here. It's not needed. But I'll watch it because it's Les- it's uh, Lashley and Lesnar. So. And then Goldberg's going to run in and ruin it. Oh, okay. Then, then we're done. <laughs> you get the triple we'll get, get the a triple concussion. Threat. That's yeah. Yeah. make it better. That's yeah. Triple threat next time. Uh, the only I, – I just – I want Lashley, Lesnar – to be a means to the end of Lesnar and Gunther. Like I, yes. I want, I want Gunther to come out there and make sure that Brock loses to uh, Bobby, so that Bobby keeps his stuff or whatever. And I want, I, I, I want, I want chops. I want power bombs, suplexes. That's that's I, that's what I want. Bad. He's got to stay undefeated until he's ready to take on the the heavyweight champ. Is my is my thing. With Gunther. Who's that, Gunther? Who better to put him over Gunther, than Gunther? Yeah, if Gunther if Gunther's wrestling Brock, Brock's going to lose. You know what I'm saying? Like, like. It, oh, hold on, my kid just said I left, I left the door open. Have a- this, yeah. I think I think you keep that keep that IC belt on him as long as you can. Don't let him lose. Have him, you know, give it up, and then when he's ready to challenge for a Reigns or whoever ends up being champ, that's when you that's when you make the move. I think yeah. but keep that guy, keep that guy strong and keep building him up, man. He, he, he could be a main event villain, man, for sure. Yeah. I really like Gunther. I, I heard that the Lesnar Gunther thing was talked about for mania, but I don't know if that's where they might eventually Rose will lead that way for mania or not. I don't know, but I'm interested in that match a lot, but I, I don't really want to see another Lesnar Lashley. And then I guess, that leaves. Well, I really hate Austin Theory. Oh, I, I don't. I I just don't. I can't get with it yet. I don't know. Is it the hair? Is it now that he's hairy? No, it's just the, it's his face. <laughs> he, he's got such a punchable face. Nah, oh, that's why I love him. That's it's why not I love the facial oh. hair. Is it? Because <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to trying to rock straight Austin Theory there. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying though. Like is the problem is with theory is that um he's he's hard to cheer for and he's hard to hate the way that you like to hate people. 
Do you know what I mean? But that being said, he is kind of easy to hate because he's hard to like. Right. So yeah. I don't know. He's yeah, I, I agree. His face is very punchable. See, and that's why he's great. If you want to punch this guy, then uh, we we got a good heel on our hands. We got somebody who uh, is just punchable. You know, you want you want to talk about punchable and uh, and uh, Raw going back to Raw the other night. Dominic Mysterio, oh, that yeah. guy is punchable. Oh yeah, but Rhea Ripley I, has made him <laughs> has made him something special, man. Yeah, hey, you, you, dude, you, you, I, my, this, this whole idea of Dominic going to jail for 15 minutes and being amazing. a hardened criminal. It's amazing. Yes. 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 It's so yes. Good. Yes. So you have somebody that literally is like, when you say punchable that wanted to be babyface son of Ray and the people are like, mm, you're not very good. But to not, yeah, now you went to jail for seven minutes and like you talk about the weights you lift and stuff like that. Like I, now you're one of my favorite wrestlers. Like I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Everything yeah. before that though, oh, I could not stand him. I couldn't wait till he got off the screen, but like, yes, since they did the whole stuff and like Rhea, she's fantastic, but I don't know. I'm really excited for this rumble and uh, do we have uh, any favorite Rumble moments that anyone wants to cover? Because I, I wrote I wrote a couple down today because I, I watched a couple today while I was working. Um, let's see what I got here. I had uh, obviously you guys know I'm a huge Rick Martel fan, so that the the '91 Rumble where Martel goes for like 54 minutes is one of my mm-hmm. favorite things um, for sure. Um, I mean, how the thing I the thing I noticed too, like. How how odd it still is to go back and watch Flair during that WWF run, dude. Like yeah. in the, in the early, like it still feels really out of place even today to go back and watch that stuff. It just feels weird. Um, but I, I always like like all the surprises. Um, you know all the Japanese guys. You know Carlos Colon, uh, Murdoch, Dory Funk, the Mexican wrestlers. I mean Mick Foley being in it three times in '98 is is really cool. Um, and then you know the the Hart and Luger um, split it in '94. Um, and then I, I, I popped so hard today for fake razor and for, and for biker crush, man. I forgot about biker crush. <laughs> yes. The fake razor. Oh my God. I so yeah, I went, anytime I see fake diesel, fake razor, I instantly fast forward. Cause I can't be any more angry. At it. Oh, it should be the opposite. Man, man. I love it, dude. That's, I love it. Yeah. That's what you should be watching. No, so, um, do it. cause it just makes me want, I, uh, it makes me just want big daddy back. Yeah, but they throw I, I, they throw uh, they throw um, fake razor out of that rumble pretty quick, and it's pretty funny. Okay, they get them out of yeah, they, they they knew right away that they had a dud, and what I appreciated is that they knew they had a dud, so they made it a dud. Like that's it's 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 not forgiveness for what is literally like the the attempt was to just continue the gimmick, but I appreciate them saying, "Oh, this isn't good." So it, it, just um, drove, pretty, it just drove people to see what the real yeah. was doing. Right. It really yes. did. Yep. yep. Really this did. is dumb. Let's see what Scott's going to say on the other channel. Yeah. So, Andretti, yeah. you brought up uh, the 98 Rumble. Wanted to talk about the 98 Rumble. I was at the 98 Rumble. Really? My birthday. Yes. I was at the 98 Rumble. The three faces of Foley was awesome. Uh, that sets up Austin's win at WrestleMania. It's a great Rumble. It was fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also the Rumble, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Kane comes out, sets the casket on fire. 
Now, the part you didn't hear uh, in, in, you know, on TV is because on TV, they cut it with the, with the caskets on fire. But live, they had to do something because nobody in the arena is going to fucking leave. Somebody's just been burned alive. So they got to do something. So after a few minutes, everybody's sitting there, everybody's watching. And finally, The Undertaker from under the ring or backstage, wherever he is, gets on the stage and like, Kane, I'm coming for you and you will rest in peace. And it was the only way anybody was going to leave that arena. San Jose loved the 98 Rumble. That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, that's, that is a really cool story. I got, um, I can I can go if you don't mind really quick, because I uh, I told John, we were speaking, we were talking before, and I said, I'm going in here research-free. I got nothing um, but I caught a couple of minutes, so I wrote down I wrote down my favorite five things. Uh, and this isn't in like order and, until number one. Um, so number five, I wrote down the entire 1993 Royal Rumble. Okay, so the whole thing. Um, Bob Backlund comes back in there forever. Heenan's calling him Opie. Uh, you know, like we we haven't seen like that was my first time ever seeing. I never heard of Bob Backlund before. He lasts for like 50 minutes, thought it was great. Taker comes in. You think Taker's going to win the thing? This huge mug in this skin suit with hair covering his privates, it throws him out. I'm in, okay, because Undertaker Kamala is one of my favorite feuds in the history of feuds. And so coming off of that, to have Whippleman come down there with this huge man that just has fake fur all over his dick was it was great um you that have was fake fur. The, it was fake the fur was fake i only found that out just a couple of years ago yeah. uh yeah 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 Not, yeah we thought initially that that was you no know, crazy was puff. i'm not surprised that you would pick that one chris just saying i, I got more i got more no. um and so uh we have the yoko we have we have we have Yoko coming in dominating, um, and then the Yoko finish, where you have Macho Man, who everybody wants to see Macho Man do this, and he can't. Uh, but but the reason he can't is he gets the elbow drop, and goes for the pin. Which by the way, what are you doing, Macho? Like not only have you seen like five Royal Rumbles already, but like you're a broadcaster, you're supposed to be a broadcast journalist. You're in here with Bobby Heenan every day, and uh, you hit the rump, you hit the elbow, go for the pin. Still nine year old me or eight year old me, whatever it was, I was like, what? No, you know what I mean? Like because I knew we had Yoko beat, but then he got mm, got the press over the top. Incredible finish. The ninety, the entire ninety three Rumble. I have for my fifth best favorite thing. At four, uh, Andretti said it, Brett and Luger tie. Awesome. Like, dude, that was awesome. I was still a Brett fan. I was coming up on Luger, and I thought that that was great. The entire the entire finish, the doing the double main event, thought it was awesome. My number three um, was 96 when Sean eliminates Diesel uh, because – as I said to you at the beginning of this, Sean and Diesel are my two favorite wrestlers. And having Sean and Diesel in last, like you have Sean, Diesel, comma, Bulldog, they're going at it. And then Sean eliminates Bulldog, uh, Diesel eliminates comma. And then Sean just gives him this Diesel the immediate super kick over the top. 
I did did not think that Sean was going to repeat, especially because Vader came in earlier and threw him out. And like, I just wanted to vomit because I thought Sean got thrown out from, you know, big Van Vader, um, him, him getting the win. That was huge. My number two was champion Brock coming in 2020, uh, in number one, throwing out 13 people. Bro, that was, that was, that was the best thing the WWE has done with Royal Rumble in 20 years. Champion Brock, I'm coming in number one. I'm going to kill you all. And he killed half of them. Absolutely, absolutely loved it. And then my number one uh, Rumble moment is Bushwhacker Luke. The whole way to the ring. The whole way to the ring. God. And he goes in there. He goes in there. He stops at the ring. He gives a couple of one arm of these. And then he walks in and Earthquake throws him right the hell out. And so he just, the whole way back down to the back and that was poetry in motion. I will never see anything better than that. That was pro wrestling done perfectly. Bushwhacker Luke, number one, always and forever. Thank you, Bushwhacker Luke. I think I might have said this before, but I, I laughed really, really hard the other night when I was watching an old, uh, um, like, a, like a mid-90s WCW show, and the shark came out, and they booked yeah. him from the Great Barrier Reef, and I exploded. I explode like the great they booked him from the Great Barrier Reef. That's so damn funny. That's amazing. That is amazing. All right, I'll, I'll go next. Um, yeah. So like one of my moments is I love the uh, the Rock and Mankind I Quit match. I think that was '99 Royal Rumble. I, I just love that match. I love how gruesome Rock was beating the hell out of Mankind and making him quit. And and I love how they did the whole gimmick, mic on his face and say I quit, I quit, I quit. A great moment. Um, another one is is uh, Shawn Michaels '96. I actually like that one. That was a really good one. I, I loved how that was executed. Which I think that led into the Bret Hart feud. I think at the next was that the Iron Man match they did. Yeah, yeah. So I love that one. Now I go back and watch that one anytime. But I was a huge like 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 you were Teddy. I'm a huge Bret guy too. But I love me some Sean because Sean was just an asshole, you know, and that's pretty much me half the time when I when I want to be an asshole. Um, and my favorite one is 92 Flair, just because Flair is my guy. In that promo, he cuts with uh it was it was Mr. Perfect and um uh my guy Heenan are all in the back just laughing and cackling and Rick just Oh my God, he was amazing. That 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 was an awesome just showcase of that. But I mean, just hey, I think that's when I fell in love with like just wrestling itself, just because of Ric Flair, but also that particular moment because I'm thinking, my God, like I want to be him. So yeah, that Flair '92 Royal Rumble, I can watch that all day, and I love how they've made that moment of that promo into a meme. Like I see that all the time on Instagram, all the time on Twitter, and it's like, yeah. That, that's how impactful you know you are in the world when you just become like a gift or a meme. So yeah, just love that moment and I watch it all the time. So yeah, that's my guy. Woo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say what you're talking about when Brock knocked out half the roster. I think it was 94 when Diesel was peak Diesel, when he came in and just kicks the living shit out of everybody for like 12 minutes. And I was like, that, He's gonna- that's- <laughs> In fourth grade, yeah, I'm that's like, awesome. this is my dude. He's gonna he's gonna beat fifty if they send him. Yeah, I remember and you would, like that that locked it in. I was like, this is the yep. greatest wrestler. He, he yeah, got and, you, and, and, and then and then that was that was the, and you were talking about like the start of 
yeah. you know, the, the start of the push, man, because then we got into IC and then, and then everything else. But no, in that, that, that diesel, the diesel spot, I guess, is what yeah. you, you would call that person yeah. that just eliminates everybody. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And the reason that I picked Brock over that is that diesel coming in was awesome. Throwing people out was awesome. The fact that you had a champion say, I'm number one. Risk everything. Yeah, I really, I thought that was, that was one of the cooler things they've ever done. Diesel set up that position. Brock's like, I can do more. Watch this. Yeah. And then as far as that Bushwhacker memory, the Titus O'Neil thing, I was splitting my sides laughing because the commentators were dogging him on replay like it was ESPN. Yeah, like I, I didn't get, I didn't get what was happening. I'm like, was that, was that a word? Or was like, did he really just fucking eat shit? And then whoever was doing commentary, I mean, they dogged him for half the match. Someone missed the spot. They're like, well, it wasn't great, but at least they didn't go under the ring. Under the ring. And 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 what 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 you have to appreciate that about that is that um that when when you're when you're self aware enough to know, you know what I mean. When you have a guy bite it. And literally slide the entire way under the ring. Yeah, run with it, especially in, in the internet age, man. I, I agree. That's 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 right. As far I, as like, totally never, like rumble, stuff. slumble, slide, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's great he owned it up the next year too, of just running down and coming there, and then just stopping to be like to make sure that he didn't just go under. He's like, yeah, I know what I did, but also you'll fucking love this. Yeah, that was really good. Good, good, good. And then they never wrestled a match again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad he did that in front of our Saudi friends. Brothers and sisters. Uh, I got to agree with that. <laughs> bow, bow to royalty. Low bow. I got to agree with everyone. Like, well, everyone that said the 96 Royal Rumble, because, yeah, Shawn Michaels super kicking Diesel out of the ring. One of the, the highlights of that fucking time. Uh, fun thing, I was, like, looking up info on that uh, Rumble earlier today. There were five other matches, and three of them ended in DQs. Only two of them had clean wins. The rest of them were all just people fucking coming in and messing stuff up. But uh, other than 96, I got to say 97. 97 is going to be my favorite um, just because that's, you know, 17-year-old me being an Austin Mark and seeing him get away with getting thrown out of the ring, uh, the refs being busy and totally not seeing it. Quote, I'm, I'm making air quotes here for listeners. Uh, and then just running back in after Bret Hart thinks that he's won and just throwing Bret Hart over. Like, that set up one of the greatest feuds, I think, for, like, the late 90s. Because that Bret Austin stuff, especially leading up to, like, Austin passing out with blood running down his face and all that, like, that that was phenomenal. Is that the one where Austin sits up in the corner, like, panics himself and just, like, checks the wrists? Yeah. 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 Like it's just like it's such a like Austin visual of like yeah. send send yeah. more bodies. Yeah, and, and what's really cool. Do, send them. And what's really cool about that Simba that you said that that still holds is that that was a really cool arc for Brett. Whereas Sean, because I was like when when I was a Brett fan, when and then I hated Sean when Sean was like the pretty boy heel. And then when Sean started to turn good, like, oh, dude, he had me all in. And so then I was always taunt Team Sean over Brett. But 
that's where, and, and I don't know if this was Brett's idea or if this was, you know, from the higher ups or whatever, but that was very brilliant that the storytelling that went to Brett's so good and Brett's just getting screwed again and again and again and again and again and again and you had that incident with Sid in the cage and you had you know, obviously the WrestleMania double turn like there was if, if that was all on purpose like that is a standing ovation to yeah to to a character yeah. arc to say like you are really really showing how this guy slowly went from white meat white meat to like batter 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 but still not bad but like you know one of those like correct heels um but like you people don't get me i thought that was awesome yeah that's a really good point yeah, yeah i think um I, I think just to throw in here like that 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 era when the heart foundation were the were like the bad the bad faction that's my favorite time in wrestling history is is yeah. the heart the bad heart foundation but that had been what 97 right that's 97 97 yeah. 97 yeah i cared so much yeah so much i hated the heart foundation i don't know in looking back on it it's it's so good Dude, the, it's the hatred kid me <clears throat> yeah yeah like that that's exactly where i'm at right now uh the heart foundation like just formed and i, I think i'm on king of the ring 97 and yeah like that whole build of brett throughout that whole time of him just can, like what you said teddy all, like, just getting screwed and he just ever he just keeps getting a little bit more bad just yeah. every single week and then he finally does it with finally turning and creating the foundation it's so good well what's, what's nice about that entire year though i will say that whole entire year he had some great factions of obviously heart foundation dx the nation um and then obviously wcw had the nwo the doa los periquas yeah those periquas Come on, Milton. You're missing the two best ones Dude, of the entire era. I, I hear you. I, I don't disagree. I just think like that whole year, though, of looking back on it, is like factions nowadays are kind of like, eh, they're very hit and miss. But you had six, seven solid teams where you're like, okay, every week you're tuning in. And you're like, okay, I got to watch them. I got to see how their story's progressing. Now you have one, maybe two. Yeah. You know, okay. I mean, and they're not even interesting half the time. So I think that that 97 year for me, I think is one of my favorite times in wrestling for sure. Yeah, it's really cool because I, I'm trying to, I want, I never really saw the new gen stuff. So I like to see the arc that they did to getting to 97 is so much fun when you see that the whole way through and then you get to 97 it makes me appreciate 97 a lot more than what I already yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I mean, I keep telling like anyone that asks me, why do you love wrestling so much? I always say like from 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000 was that time for me. But I said that 97 year really changed the game. I'm like, again, I was a weekly watcher of wrestling four days out of the week, you know, because of you, it was not, you can't miss TV. Yeah. We, we're all around the same age here. So how many times were we watching a pay-per-view Sunday going to school, talking about it with our friends, watching Raw and Nitro that next day, talking about it on Tuesday. Then when he had Night or Thunder, which was, eh, you know, what Thunder was. And he had SmackDown. And just every day was something. You had all these gimmicks, all these groups where you're like, okay, it was amazing. And it just got better and better for that four-year period. But that 97 year really, for me, popped, like just made it flourish. And it was at its height, I think, in the sense of like, my fandom so yeah I, I have to agree with that man that that year was amazing so 
Yeah, who wants to go uh, next on our on our favorite Rumble moment? Did we all go? I think we might have all went. Y'all go? I would if like. Anybody to... says, if anybody says what, whatever Kofi's going to do, I'm going to leave. Thank you, <laughs> oh, dude. I, Trav, I got I got one that's going to even worse. They're already setting up that gymnast girl in NXT to be the female Kofi, and it's already pissing me off. She's really well, she's really good, really good athlete. But she, yeah. dude, they're already setting it up, man. They're already, it's already. Ah, and Andretti, Martha, they've been doing that with Naomi. All you got to do is be black and athletic, and then you don't, you you might not get eliminated if you get thrown over the top. They did that with Naomi like two or three years in a row because they've only run the yeah. uh, girls' rumble, whatever it was, two or three years in a row. Now, right, Casey Cannizzaro or um, what? What's her name? Alba, not Alba Fire. It's Saul Rocca. Saul Rocca is the girl. Oh, I thought you were talking about the uh, American Ninja Warrior girl. No, they, they yeah, they, they kind of. What's interesting about that is they kind of got away from that with her a little bit, and now the the girl that's doing all the the, co- the quote unquote Kofi stuff is the is the uh, the like surfer gymnast girl with the dyed blonde hair. She's really she's a really good athlete, but mm-hmm. they're already it's they're already doing enough of, enough of that stuff with her. Yeah. And yeah, but they, they they did that. I think that it was I think it was the last two or three years. Naomi, man, that was Naomi's Naomi got the Kofi spot where it was throw her over and then watch her, you know, dance and prance and do whatever. Um, that being said, I hate to say this, but I love the Kofi spot. I absolutely love it. I'm never gonna get mad. Like I literally want to see him like walk on like beer cans or whatever to get back into the ring because. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Like, I, and here's I, the thing, I wish someone else could do the Kofi spot. I'll say it like that because he's. Well, it's, my my thing is, I don't want anyone else to do it. Like, yeah. I, I just I like, because it's the Kofi spot. Let it be the Kofi spot. I will get pissed if they have Austin Theory start to do it now. If they do it right, maybe I wouldn't be mad. But like. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I like because it's the Kofi spot, now I don't have a problem with it. But I understand what you're saying is that, like, it is certainly one of those things that can get old quick. But I don't know, man. It's 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 more endearing for me. Probably once a year. Yeah. It's once a year. Anybody see see the the sleep, the the real sleepy girl in NXT got thrown out of that battle royal and landed on top of a pillow and they tried saying her feet didn't hit the floor? I didn't, but that's awesome. It was not good. <laughs> she won guilty pleasure yeah. of the year in the award show. That's that sleepy girl's awesome. She's yeah. awesome. Um, if nobody else has rumble things, I, I just wanted to say this really fast. Um, and the fact that Simba brought up the 96 Rumble again is that's everything to me. I'm going to name you a couple of people from the 96 Royal Rumble because I like when I was putting together my moments, Sean super kicking diesel was there. And I was like, who was, who was there? Um, that 96 Royal Rumble had, and this is, I told you I'm a gimmick fan. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, mm-hmm. Henry O. Godwin, Bob Backlund, broken Bob Backlund. All right. Crazy Bob Backlund. You had, of course, Jerry Lawler. Then you had Bob Sparky Plug, King Mabel. You had the Christian Jake of the Snake Roberts, 974-pound Yoko, the one-two-three kid in the uh, corporation. You had Bader's debut, which, bro, you got 11, 10-year-old me seeing Vader 
killing sting for four years yeah. and then all of a sudden showing up over here i've <laughs> oh whoa right petty like petty, that was no, awesome no no bs teddy when i was a kid when he was wrecking sting i legit would cry i thought sting was dead half the time yeah i was like that's yeah. amazing yeah. and vader was that guy and him Yep, and him coming WWF, I was like, "Well, that's it. That's over." Yeah. Like, like he's he's everything. It's great that you brought we up Lawler. Squat, there. We have squat teamer, squat teamer one and two. Which, if, if you guys don't remember the squat teamers, I don't either. Except they were awesome. They were nine hundred pounds. They were four and a half feet tall. They looked the same. They didn't even have names. They just had numbers. Let's play that. I'm, 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 in, I'm in, dude. That's you know, I love it. Um, I, watched that, I, watched that one. I watched that one today. When those guys came out, I was all in, dude. I was like, this is so. Yes. Teddy, yes. that needs to be your Halloween we, outfit. That needs to be your Halloween costume next year. Squat team? Squat team? Yeah. I, dude, I make them. I, dude, I make Mrs. Mongoose and Baby Mongoose go squat team one, two, and three. Actually, the problem with that is my the, the kids into too many other things. So maybe I can get the Mrs. to go squat team one and two. Um, but yeah, man. So squat team one and two. We have Hakushi. Japanese shit drawn all over him. Love it. We have we have Corporation Tatanka and Kama and the Ringmaster all representing the corporation, which is one of my favorite factions of the mid-90s. You have Diesel and Sean, Isaac Yankum, you have Jobert Marty Janetti, and then you finish at number 30 with Duke Drosy. Dude, the 96 Royal Rumble top to bottom is my favorite Royal Rumble of all time. Just looking straight at straight at names. Strictly at names, it's my I favorite Royal Rumble of all time. Hey, what what year did uh what year did did uh Michaels throw him through the window? What year was that? Uh, Janetti, yeah, yeah, ninety two. Because okay, so ninety three was when Janetti came back, and then there was actually a, a Royal Rumble match between Michaels and Janetti at the ninety three Royal Rumble that I remember. I remember very kindly. And um, I made uh, Bake watch that, and uh, I told John is going to be one of the best matches he ever saw. And it's like a solid like four and a half out of ten, by, especially by I, I modern just, standards. I was I was curious because I watched that today, and Janetti's not in there very long in that in that rumble. And the one no, about. when we get to when we get to ninety six, he's back on the crack or whatever. I don't. I don't sorry, Marty. Uh, he's but he's having some problems. No, he, by that oh, time. yeah, he's he's on that devil's candy heavy. No, ninety six. 96 you're talking about lawler is that the one where lawler gets up gets in gets thrown out and goes back to the announce desk? I, I think it's i think it's yeah. later i think it's later oh, yeah. that is great yeah yeah i was i was just gonna say i don't i don't know if that is but that's a great moment too you're right about that absolutely he also right about does that. the bit where he hides under the ring and he, he doesn't want to get thrown out so he hides under the ring that's like 96 or something like that 95 yeah, it's yeah, that of... initial Lawler run was awesome. Well, the the Lawler the Lawler one I saw today was when he stops mid sentence and takes off the headset and jumps in the ring and gets thrown out on his head and then gets the headset back on and finishes the sentence. Yep, that yeah, yeah. that's what Stag just said. Yeah, that. So, so do you know what year that was? Uh, I'm gonna say 97. I think might be 96 or 97. But yeah, that whole Lawler run, I appreciate him so much more now. Cause I like whenever I first before I was when I was an uneducated, stupid fan. Because this is all way before my time. Cause I'm like ninety nine to 07 is like my wheelhouse, and so like anything with Lawler before I hate it. I just wanted him to be on commentary, but he is fantastic. I absolutely love Lawler now. 
John was born in 2008. Um, but that's the uh, the. <laughs> but the, what's funny about Lawler? That's I was just kidding. Yeah, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. You were born 2000 XXX. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two, yeah. Two, 2000 question mark, question mark, question mark. Or nineteen ninety question mark question mark question mark. I don't know. I don't some know of that, some of that stuff that like some of the stuff that Lawler says is so funny. It's so like Good. outrageous by today's standards. Like I heard when when Mister Perfect was on commentary during that um, the Body Donnas and Smoking Guns match, and one of the one of the uh, ones I was watching, uh, McMahon goes, "You can hardly tell the Smoking Guns apart from behind." And Mr. Perfect goes, well, I don't really look at him from behind. And then they showed Sonny on the screen, and Perfect goes, I can tell you what that looks like from behind. <laughs> Man. You know what's crazy for me was that I would uh, I would watch Raw, and I would watch um, which primetime wrestling before Raw, and then I would watch Mania, and then Superstars, or um, uh, W what was the Sunday show? Live WWF All All American. All act, all what was the sun, Sunday? Shotgun. All America, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it was. Um, and, and the reason I say that is that I knew Jerry Lawler as this like just jerk, you know, loser Burger King heel. And then I was at my grandparents' house, and this is still in the early nineties, whenever he first came over to WWF and there was a late night broadcast of a USWA show and Jerry Lawler's like this, like champion, like this awesome guy. And that was before that I was keen to like other promotions and things like that. And so I just remember thinking like, you people are so stupid. Like, you don't know that he's the Burger King. You know what I mean? Like all, all that's all that, man. I don't know. It's so good. The only thing that made me think about you mentioning Bushwhacker Luke Teddy, the only thing that I have to add to that is another favorite favorite Rumble moment of mine is, I think it was 15. It was the one in Philly whenever they absolutely turned on Roman. But that was like the first Rumble I had watched in years. That's what That was the Rumble that I came back to. And I was over at Trey's place. It literally in like a closet. And I'm sitting in the, the the room was so small that I'm sitting in a stairwell and watching the rumble and just had a case of Bud heavies and I'm just mm-hmm. throwing them down and the boogeyman rolls up and I got, I popped so huge for boogeyman. I don't know why, but I did. And then I nearly cried tear tears may or may not have been shed whenever he got thrown out by Bray Wyatt instantly and that ruined my night that I boogeyman got eliminated so quickly. That would absolutely hurt. Yeah, it's it's the little things, man. And my my the reason that the Luke thing is so important to me is that Bushwhacker walk is so great. And he stops on the ring ropes, dude. And that's what I never forget. He stops and he goes like, ah! and he walks in and gets tossed right the hell out. And then just goes right back to Bushwhacker walking, which I think is one of the most important demonstrations of resiliency that any young person could ever see. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you get your dreams crushed, you just keep Bushwhacker walking. I don't have to make a t-shirt that says that. Keep Bushwhacker walking. They got a hashtag. That dude got paid probably a hundred grand for that spot. It's real funny. Yeah. 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 Uh, Well, 
we got the rumble this weekend and this one i there, there it could go i mean it's pretty obvious at least on the men's side what's going to happen at least from what i think i i personally think that it's going to be the road show i'm hoping that it's the road show and what are what are we thinking yeah. happens outside of that oh well first of all please wwe do it right do it right cody's got to go over it's got to be the cody show like that is what it is but other than that i want to see rhea ripley do well in the women's that's what i want to see that uh, was my that was my biggest fear going into this into this podcast today i mean we're recording this on wednesday and there's only seven of 30 women who have been announced for that thing and right. it's in two days three days and yeah. for the for the men, I think there's only like what fifteen or twelve or something like that. So it's, it's only fifteen. Pretty strange. It's pretty strange that we're three days out and we haven't heard about more people that are going to be in the damn thing. Well, maybe they'll well, do the three faces of Elias. Do <laughs> that. Do wow. that. That's because Diesel was getting his knees fixed again. Yeah. Look, I mean, you know, Stag, you said you know, hope WWE does the obvious. Let's be real here. The obvious is going to be Baron Corbin getting over and winning the whole damn. <laughs> So uh, less, less is less with, is how it is. Hair. With long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, mean, honestly, no. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, like, we're all obviously going to try to watch it and figure it out. But, I mean, I just want it to be um, a good rumble. And if we get some good surprises, let's go. I, I want it to be like it was where, you know, when I was a kid and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I haven't seen this guy in forever or this girl in forever. You know, I, I would love for, like, a Trish Stratus to show up. Just, just to be in a women's match or a leader, or just you know some some nostalgia. Give me some good nostalgia. I know that's what we're all here for. Well, so, this is the, this is the first Rumble with Triple H in charge. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully we'll we'll get exactly that. Yeah, I mean, and I think I think you know with NXT that he runs. I mean, NXT is a good show. You, I mean, Chris, you're still trying to get me on that train of really getting on NXT. When I do watch it, I'm very impressed with it. So I trust that Triple H, if he's going to do what he needs to do, he's going to map this out correctly. Um, and I know I joke about Baron, but I mean, look, as long as it's somebody that we know it's ready to take that next step in the company that will challenge for a title and at least, you know, draw money, I'm all about it. But at least do it right. Don't just do this gimmick crap where it doesn't make any sense. You know, t t tell a story and make sure it fits for the next plan of action, what you want to do in the A. So, yeah, as long as it's good, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm invested. I was telling the wife this. I think that there needs to be two stories to the Rumble this year i think that the first half of the rumble needs to be if this is if i have the book the first half of this rumble needs to be all about sammy and the bloodline get them in there and have have all of them there at one point but like the ring is loaded and this is like we're talking like max like this is like 18 19 that that's where we're at in the match and then have Sammy and Solo start to work together at one point. But then Solo turns on Sammy, throws him out, and then maybe you get an Uso or something in there at one point, and then it maybe it's Jay or yeah, maybe it's Jay, and then Jay throws Solo out. And then that builds that story even more of Jay is gonna do whatever it takes to stand up and for Sammy, even though like one of them is playing each other. We haven't figured it out yet. And then that just keeps the bloodline thing going. And then you make sure you get that out of the way early. And then the anticipation keeps building because everyone wanted Sammy. Sammy's gone. And then now all the fans were waiting for our, we're waiting for Cody. 
because we don't have anybody we want to cheer yet. And then Cody hits at like 27 or 28 or whatever. I don't think he necessarily has to be at 30 because then it's too obvious. I think it has to be before that. But then when his music hits, then everyone's fully invested and he can go on his run and get his moment. And then I, I, I would book out later what to do with the bloodline, but that can be for another pod. But I thought I feel like if you do it like that, that might that might that builds a little bit more to the story for the bloodline and it keeps the heat completely off of Roman and keeps it all on, on solo. And it still makes Jay look like a baby face and everyone still wants the sympathy for Sammy at the same time. When does Logan Paul show up? Oh, <laughs> I'm hoping Logan Paul shows up on raw the next night. Right. Well, I, I, that's, that's, that's not bad booking. That's See, actually not bad. I'd be I'd be in John, but here's here's my only my only change. And if somebody said this before, excuse me, I promise I'm not hawking any ideas, but listening to you say that is just what made me think. So I like your scenario, but I would actually have the entire bloodline be in the first 15-ish. And then I would have the entire bloodline clear the ring. So it's only the entire bloodline in the ring. Yeah. And then I would have uh, your Jey Uso or somebody throw out Sammy. And so then that way, you know what I mean? Like, like, or, or if you wanted to say like, like even solo, and then you can have, you can have more things there. But I think that having only the bloodline in the ring four or five people, and then they get rid of Sammy, then boo 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 and you can set up sammy versus roman i think that the goal should be sammy versus roman roman at uh montreal i yeah that would be because yeah, yeah because because I, I hate to say this but i'm sure they're paying cody more money than we can think of and cody has this incredible arc and I would hate to see that just go pooped on right to death. And so you got to give the people what they want. And so screw Sammy in the Rumble now. Give Sammy his title shot at Elimination Chamber or on Raw or whatever you want to do or a night one of WrestleMania. Do you know what I'm saying? And then and then have Cody have Cody seal the deal. But I think that. And I'm assuming that they're thinking that WrestleMania is Sammy and KO versus the Usos. So how you get to there without making the people hate Cody, that's the thing. I don't want the people to hate Cody. I didn't want them to hate him Cody last time. But that that's the only thing that makes me nervous. Yeah, so what I was going to add to that is that Montreal show is have then have Sammy turn with Kevin on the bloodline. That was my build-out scenario, but I love your scenario too. But do we think that uh, if we are going that direction with possibly, do we think The Rock is coming? Like, do we think that that is all smoke that they were blowing earlier this week? Do we think that The Rock might be, they can't bring The Rock out for the Rumble or that kills Cody's moment. But... I, don't think, I don't think there's any chance at all that Austin versus Brock Lesnar was even a real thing. I don't I think there's any chance of that. I think that was all a lie. Yeah. I think that was all smoke. Yeah, and if that's a, if that if that was leaked, then The Rock has to be a thing, 
Because to, to me, that makes people like us go on shows like this and say, oh my gosh, how can they book Brock versus Stone Cold? You know what I mean? Like it's it's only because The Rock's the real thing, which whenever The Rock's not the real thing, then we can all be sad. But I, th- I think that's a red herring. Also, The Rock's contract says he can't lose. So if he shows up, he's the Rumble winner. But well, here's an interesting. Maybe this might be a way to do it. Is if Rock does come out, that's gonna it's gonna kill Cody, deader than hell. But if they do a double elimination at the end where they can't tell who lost or who eliminated, if they hit the floor at the same time, one person go, then they do maybe do a match at Montreal where they figure out who fights night one. The loser fights night one. Winner gets night two. Maybe that might be an idea. Uh, they're definitely not doing that, but. I don't. I just. I feel like there's too much smoke for, dude. I and, and this is just me. Like, I dare them to have the Rock come out at 29 and Cody come out at 30, and then Cody just throws Rock right the fuck out. Just, just yeah, 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 you know what I mean. Yeah. Just, just yeah, straight just, gives him the Duke the Dumpster Drosy, just straight over the top. Yeah, um, just, which obviously is it, yeah, which obviously isn't gonna happen. Yeah, um, just just do it the way Hurricane did Rock way back in the day. You throw him out, but. But what you, but the only thing to me is that's interesting is that they had scheduled that bloodline christening of of or whatever uh, recognition segment yeah. for Roman, and that should have been where Rock comes, and because it was canceled for medical reasons and things like that, not because like plans changed, I, I wouldn't be surprised. They could do that angle the week before WrestleMania. WrestleMania is going to sell out, dude. There's no problem about that. If you do that angle anytime between now and whatever the date is, April 2nd or March 20, whatever, a billion people will then tune in to see it. You know what I'm saying? That, That does not need to happen today. Like the second, the, the rock is literally the, uh, the, my, my kid knows who the rock is. My kid doesn't know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is. You know what I'm saying? And so like, that's what I mean is that, that that's, that's something that would transcend everybody and they can do that as late as they want to. And the second they do that's, that's a record breaking move. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do wait forever. Yeah. 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 yeah, like it could it could literally be SmackDown before the show and Rock comes out and says, Buddy, you ain't it. And then I don't know. I don't 10 know billion they, people will watch that show. Have they have they done enough heinous things to for the Rock to come back and call him out? Vince is back. Roman's never lost. Roman's never lost. That's it. That's my thing. It's sorry to talk over you, but Roman's never lost. That's my only thing. Is is that that's the thing? Is the Rock and say, "Oh, candy ass, candy smack your or whatever, smack down your candy ass." Oh, candy smack your candy ass, whatever. Yeah, the Rock and say that. So at any time, and, and everybody will just, mm-hmm. you know, circle jerk each other. Do we have any? Uh... True though. Yeah, it it is. That's totally true. Do you have any uh, sleeper picks of who might be like a surprise, like a legend or something like that? I think Edge 
might show up. Has he been hurt? What, yeah, did, what? Two years ago? What? Didn't, didn't Edge get hurt? I have no idea. I can't even remember. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Literally nobody. I know you hate. I think he just kind of finishes like quick return run. I think he just he was healthy and wanted to come back, but not for forever. Hmm. You, want, you want a sleeper pick? Crazy as it is, is uh, Mudo. He's been doing this entire retirement run. Huh? I would not be surprised if we saw Mudo, not the great Muda, but if we saw Mudo. Because Muda's done at Great Muda Bye Bye or whatever whatever that show is called. But if we saw Mudo come out and just take the obligatory, hey, do you know who I am? And if you don't, whatever, and get thrown out. Look, they've I would had, be they've, surprised. They've had worse. They've had worse to do uh guest spots yeah, in the number. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised. I don't expect it, but I wouldn't be surprised. Just because he's doing this entire tour, so I'm hoping for Mordecai to come back. Oh, <laughs> I'll take Laparka with a chair. I'll take uh, I'll take Glacier. Ooh, he'll come oh, back. If we're going pie in the sky, speaking of Muda, Hakushi just wrestled Muda. Bring him back with all the characters painted all over him. If if Great Muda came out, I would lose my mind. Like I could care less about Cody Rhodes and his, his stupid little pick. Oh yeah, it was all purple and torn. You give me Great Muda with shit painted all over him. <laughs> yeah, that's who I'm rooting for. So give it to me. I'll go. Uh, give me the Warlord. I want the Warlord to come back and, and win this thing. He can't be alive though, right? He's alive. He's alive. He's uh, hopefully, sure? hopefully he's hopefully he's alive and he's bigger than he's ever been. Parts unknown. Incredible amount of steroids. Right yeah, that's probably it. You, I, I'm, I'm gonna say that that's the winner. I'm on this warlord. He's alive. If JBL doesn't make, dude, a grand return, my, that, there, that, that goes back to that warlord, uh, Kurt Henning story where warlord asked Henning to give him a poke with some juice, and Henning hit him, and then that bounced off his butt cheeks or whatever, and he said, "Hey, buddy, I think you're full." Like that's that's so awesome. <laughs> Not the rampant steroid abuse or anything, but th- that story. That story is so awesome. All right. Um, is he dead? I mean, if we're gonna have anyone come back, I'm on I want to see fucking ICP. I want them to come back. Oh, and this, is, just... this is sex to my ears. Keep going. <laughs> but yeah, I just I I want like fucking great Malenko to kink it kick in. Kink in. I don't know what I'm fucking thinking now. Kick in um, and just either Shaggy 2 Dope or Violent J just come out and then like immediately next number gets drawn. It's the other one. They're in the ring doing their thing. Um, just wearing JCW shirts going all out. Like I want that. I want like for dudes that are like so deep into wrestling. Like I don't even like their fucking music. But yeah. as like wrestlers like JCW is fucking great and i want that i want them to come out and just do that so simba they come out simba they come out wearing a pair of uh rasheed wallace high top like you know black pumps or some shit like that listen i'm talking about go full like 
mid nineties outfits. We're, we're fantasy booking their oh, gear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, so, so we got jean shorts. Yeah, and I, I feel I feel bad talking for Simba because Simba's the only person in this group that doesn't like their music. I'm assuming. As maybe the only person that does like their as maybe the only person group that does like their music. Yeah. Teddy, you already know how we get down on on ICP. Let's go. Like we. Oh, dude! I ICP ICP popped me to the moon. Yes. The only real issue is that Jay has heart issues that are going to stop him from touring. <laughs> However, Shaggy Two Dope is lighter than jay doesn't have the heart issues that jay does he can do all the work also tried to assault he tried to assault fred durst on stage just like two or three years ago so if 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 we had shaggy too like my voice my, my voice inflection is starting to change that that's the that's the most exciting thing i've thought about i want icp i'm team give me icp in 2023 even yeah. rhymes it just makes too much sense Actually, I'll tell you what. If we if we get Violent J, I want Shaggy Dudo to come out in the first suit that he wears when he goes to those conventions with his daughter. That's what I want. Yeah, I want to see Savio Vega come back with the Caribbean strap. strap hey, we we're actually back. we're actually pro we're pro Savio Vega on this podcast. I love Savio Vega. Yeah, the guy's super good. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the the Caribbean strap match. Oh, yeah. I miss that oh, yeah. man. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. How about your boy? There would be no, there would be no Stone Cold if we did not have Steve Austin versus Savio Vega Caribbean oh, strap yeah. matches. That's true. They're all good too. They're all good matches. Baker, this is in your wheelhouse. How about your boy Carlito? Have him come back. Yeah, he's gonna spit in the face of people who aren't cool. Hey, I saw he's still he's still working. So I saw Carlito on an indie show on IWTV the other night. He looks incredible, incredible shape, but. I mean, you know, it's one that's probably the same deal with that guy as what it's always been. When he wants to be good, he's awesome. When he doesn't want to be good, he looks like shit. Right. This is, he doesn't know. He doesn't. Want, he doesn't know what he wants to do. I remember when he came back. What was it like two, three years ago? Like he looked phenomenal. Like he was that scene shape. Better shape than what he was whenever he was in in his big run. Like yeah, it was insane. What about the women? Or who do we think is going to win? Or we, we're, I think we're pretty obvious or that Cody's going to win the Rumble for the men's side. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Rhea Ripley. I mean, I if Rhea. it's not Rhea Ripley, they they better have a good idea. Because I don't know who because they that, said no Rousey, no Rousey. So who 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 other than Rhea would even be? Right. Maybe Bailey, but Bailey's going to probably go against Becky at Mania, right? And you you can do so many things where Becky shoehorns herself in like i i think it's got to be Rhea. like in terms of a dominant person if she comes in at one or she comes in at 30 Rhea is the get out of here get out of here i'm the man i'm the man i i think uh, yeah Rhea. Rhea i think's a slam dunk i hope so i really do yeah i don't really know i, I can only think of something like me they really push raquel i don't think she's gonna win it but i think she could be like in late like one of the final four, maybe possibly because the- well, like like I said, they've only named seven. There's only seven people that have even even uh, declared for it at this point. Well, certainly, if if it isn't Rhea, if it isn't Rhea, then I think that I actually wouldn't have a problem with this either. Is you give Roxy the give Roxy the the Royal Rumble win and let her be your little prodigy, and then you go title versus title NXT and 
Raw Women's, SmackDown Women's, whatever. I think that's all right too. She's not. She's not ready. For Roxanne Perez. Ah, oh, dude, she's but she's awesome. Yeah, I think she's awesome. Longer, she can't talk. She can't. That's the problem with her. She can't. She's not ready for that yet. I think two years from now she's going to be, but she can't. She can't talk. I gotcha. I gotcha. And 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 my my first pick's Rhea Ripley. And so if if it's not Rhea, then that would who I go to for my two. But yeah, I I understand. And and I haven't I haven't seen enough for promo things for me to even comment. But dude, she works so good. Like every every time every time I watch uh, watch a uh, what what's Roxanne Perez now. Every time I watch Roxanne Perez match, they're good. They're very good, and they need more very good people on the main roster. And so I wouldn't have a problem with that. Even if they gave her a mouthpiece, man, that's another thing too. Is she doesn't have to talk if they put the right person next to her. Yeah, babyface of the manager. I don't know if they'd do it at this point. It's just a little different world that we're in now. I think with the uh, with the uh, with the good guys. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Santino Morella in a wig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or just have Xbox win the Women's Royal Rumble. I'm a huge person just letting X-Pac win everything. So at least let him compete. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe Xbox gets thrown out by Rhea for Rhea to win the Royal Rumble. Xbox throws out. Give him a shot. Show what he's got. Give him a shot. Dude, think about it. Think about it. You have Xbox throw out Roxanne Perez. You have X-Pac, Roxanne Perez feud for WrestleMania, and then you have Rhea throw out X-Pac, and then there you go. Boom. When you think, when you think DX or NWO appearance, you're always excited because X-Pac has to be there. He's right, literally, right. he's never busy. He's never busy. <laughs> That's the best part. You're exactly right, dude. That's exactly he's never, right. He's never been double booked in his life. Yep. Yep. Really yep. Yep. You got, you got Sean Waltman no matter what. It's really weird that we're in a space now where Waltman looks the most healthiest out of anybody in DX. Like he looked like the only person that might not die tomorrow. Right. Which he's actually had his, his butthole ripped. He, he, he had RAs. Wait a minute. We're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to breeze over. We're not going to breeze over that. What are you talking about? Got his butthole ripped. You don't know this. No. Oh, dude, he literally yeah, suffered buster, an man. anus. Yeah, an anus tear for a Bronco Buster. And this is from someone who delivers Bronco Busters every Friday night. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I couldn't imagine tearing my butthole during that. <laughs> There's a video of him doing the Bronco Buster, and it's literally the mic picks him up going, oh, I tore it again. <laughs> fucking tore his asshole again. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Y'all got me fucked yeah, up. Dude, your 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 anus, your anus is like this big. Imagine tear it, dude. The tear. I, <laughs> not for me, pal. Not this for me. That's why I'm giving overhand rights. That's why I'm giving chops. That's why I'm giving lariats. I'm doing nothing that involves my butthole as part of the part of the mechanism of me delivering a move. I think yeah. we Chris, Chris just, I think Mongoose just won a Marconi award for for that that radio right there. <laughs> The worst part about that for uh, X-Pac is that he was a known uh, shitter in everything, in everyone's bags, hats. Mm. And that really, right. really didn't serve well for his ribs. Right, right, right. And then all of a sudden you start you know, leaking legit out of your butt. Yeah. Shame. 
Shame. Karma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably right about that. Poop in somebody's bag. Now you got to poop in a bag by force because you ripped your butthole doing a Bronco Buster. Yeah. Actually, good, good for you, God. I like that you just gave gave props to God for ripping Sean Walton's <laughs> asshole twice. He works in mysterious Listen, ways. Man. Yes, he does. He certainly does. <laughs> Bada boom, realest guys in a room. You guys know. The uh the only thing we haven't talked about that's on the card yet is this Mountain Dew pitch black match, which I have I, this could go one of two ways. It could be fantastic, or it could absolutely be a coat hanger. And I was going to say, it's only going to be fantastic if Pitch Black actually comes back and stays. That's all I give a shit about. That fucking soda was delicious. They should fucking pin me, pay me, Pepsi Cola right now. I'm going to job squad out for that. That's all I really really... care about. Just give me Pitch Black. Fuck the rest of the match. I love L.A. Knight, and I couldn't care less. Yeah. Like, I, dude, L.A. Knight's so good, dude. He is. He, 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 he gets me popping every time he's on the screen. It's just awesome. Yeah, because I remember it, uh, Andretti and I, we instantly started talking about him whenever he was on Power, and he stood out right away. Like, he is fantastic, and I didn't see any of his stuff beforehand. But I'm I love LA. Well, I can I can go back even farther with that with him because he wrestled at NWA Hollywood, which was a, a TV taping that I went to in Glendale, and I thought I was only going to be there for like two hours. And at the six hour mark, I was like, I don't think I can take any more of this, so I got up and left. And that was also the show where in uh, uh, the big who, who's the real the real big uh, heavy set uh, Latino uh, comedian I- Iglesias is that his name? Buffy. Buffy, Julio Iglesias. That dude, that dude was in the front row. Adrian. He couldn't, he couldn't get out. out. Fluffy. They couldn't Adrian. get out. They, they had, yeah. There was like three or four people trying to get that guy out of his chair whenever he had to stand up. I, I'll never forget that either. But but um, Eli Drake was there, uh, and he wrestled a couple times at that taping, and I was like, holy shit, this guy's awesome. And then the, the funny thing about that was a couple a couple months or maybe a year later, he got invited to uh, NXT or or Florida Championship Wrestling, whatever it was at the time, and the guy just no showed. For two, for two tryouts, he just didn't show up. I heard he's a big ad. He was a big asshole, like backstage and stuff like that. Like they, like no, everyone hated him, and that aided in him no showing, which is a big deal. But yeah, I'm excited for at least for, I'm I'm excited for LA Knight to get away from that to get to something yeah. serious. So so Baker, so that's funny. But so LA Knight, so literally last week, this is very personal to me because last week I was at the gym. And your boy, Jerry, walks up to me in the middle of my workout. And he's like, Milton, he's like, do you know who L.A. Knight is? I'm like, yeah, you know, I know who he is, NXT, all that stuff like that. He's like, you know, he's, he comes to the gym sometimes. So apparently he no. works out at Alpha once no, in a while. Literally, I swear to God. And I was like, Jerry, I don't believe this. He's like, dude, he's like, yeah, his brother comes in here. And I'm thinking little small town Chambersburg. I know the guys from Hagerstown, but like he comes to alpha and works out here to prepare for a Royal rumble. Come on. Like, so your boys like been like pimping out his name at alpha. Just let you know. I need proof. Same here. I was asking for it, but I haven't seen him yet. There's no way. 
in in a, in a less conspiratorial prong, uh, Mountain Dew Pitch Black was released in Halloween 2004. That's amazing. And then it was a permanent flavor until 2019. Simba, you said that? I didn't even know that was an actual flavor. And it, yeah, it was great. It's been, a, it's been a thing. And so now, not only do I want to see this match, I want to see, I want Shaggy Tudo, I want two liters sprayed <laughs> during the match. Like, if, if we're going to do it that way, if that's an actual brand of soda, then do give it, me a bunch of Juggalos and Juggahoes. Yeah, give it to me. What's the yes. flavor? So here, what is the flavor? It'd be, it'd be, it's, it's great. Uh, it's just great Mountain Dew. Okay. ICPC come back with the Fago with the uh, Mountain Dew pitch black. Just with the great Mountain Dew. Let's 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 rock. That's it. If they don't do this, they're wrong. Not yeah. us. They're wrong. Them. Yeah. I love that you didn't know that that was not a, a, a legit soda. No, I had no idea that. But I appreciate Simba for saying that because that helped me. You know. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm assuming we might get a Uncle Howdy reveal or whatever they're doing with his Uncle Howdy. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's Bo Dallas, but I, I don't know what – who knows what it's going to be. It's going to be a wild cinematic deal, and who knows? It might make us hate Bray Wyatt again, which we well, all – Well, the thing is, and it, it, it depends on who's in charge. If it's Triple H, it'll make sense. So if it is Bo Dallas, that actually makes sense. Like, you're the dude's brother, so you're allowed to hate him and – be all corrupted if you're vince then uncle howdy is alexis's brian cabrera i don't know who it is you know what i'm saying but like some weirdo person pulling the strings that yeah so it, it just it depends on it depends on how logical they want to make something illogical uh i don't know i'm but uh I am excited for LA Knight though. It only it, I, I the only thing that sucks for me is that I wish he was in the Royal Rumble, but I don't yeah. know if it's gonna be because of this match, which sucks. I but, mean, he might be. They got fifteen spots. <laughs> yeah, we've seen it before. So and it, it is nuts because you remember, like, I mean, maybe you don't, John, but. They would do the thing where it was, hey, I'm Sean Mooney, and here's the participants for the Royal Rumble, and it'd be yeah. all of them. And at the start of the show, it would be, ah, here is and it would be Vince, and it would go through 30 names. And so, that I don't know, like, unless they have, they have some, they have 15 crazy things up their sleeve, like, they're not going to make people happy if the one of the 15 names ends up being, um, you know, Shelton Benjamin, and then another one ends up being uh, Elias, and then uh, Elias's brother, Ezekiel. Elroy, oh. Ezekiel, thank you. That should be Elroy. Yeah, they, to bring the Jetson family out there. You know, here's here's George, George Jetson, son Elroy or whatever. Yeah, dude, fuck it, party, let's party. Uh, but yeah, but that's uh do you want to cover these these the women's match or anything like that i mean this bliss match i don't really know if i really care about i don't even know what it is it's bliss versus uh bel-air 
for the okay. for the Raw okay. title. It should be pitch black. If it isn't, then rebook it. Is there are there any other flavors of Mountain Dew that we could we could bring back for the match? Live one. No, everything Baja else is trash. Blast. Baja Dude, Blast. yo, give me, give me Bliss, Bliss, and whatever her name is in a Baja Blast match. Make it on the beach. You gotta, you gotta save that for uh, Bash at the Beach. Same thing. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, then, then I do that. That's why I book it. Uh, but that's our review of Royal Rumble twenty twenty three. Do we got anything else we want to cover? Before we head out I, i'm good i don't think i don't even know what other matches are going to be there so i'm going to be pleasantly surprised on saturday yeah the match card so here we go all right we got obviously the men and women's royal rumble we have the championship between reigns and owens raw women's title bel-air versus bliss and then this mountain dew pitch black match those are what is listed currently as of right now who knows they might add something on friday night or or six matches on Friday night. If they add six matches, I will be pissed. Maybe they'll <laughs> throw out some AAA guys in the free for all. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. And listen, we can we can wrap this up. I can talk about each one of those matches for forty five minutes. <laughs> you won't get you, you you won't you won't get anything that matters. But shoot, man, yeah, I'll let it go. I'll let it fly. But if not, we can wrap it up. We're good. <laughs> we'll wrap it up. Thank you all for showing up here today for our Royal Rumble roundtable. But before we go, we're going to do something really special. It's going to be outside of the roundtable. Andretti and I are going to come back on the other side of this break, and we're going to do the very first Podski Royal Rumble. Hopefully you all enjoyed the Podski Roundtable for the Royal Rumble, but now we are at the big part of the show, and this is the first ever Podski Royal Rumble. We have 30 contestants. The music is getting ready to play. And we have Andretti along here for the ride, so I'm ready. Andretti put together a list of 30. I don't know who all of 30, who all 30 superstars. This is going to be a, a shock to me as it is to you, the listeners. So, well, sweet. So, so for the, for the rules here. So we've got a Google sheet, right? And we've got 30 names on it. Now, obviously the listeners don't know who these 30 people are. Um, so what we're going to do, just like it would be in a regular Royal Rumble, like you don't know who's coming to the ring. Right. right. So, so what we'll do is, um, the rules are you're either gonna you're either gonna pass and keep everybody in the ring as is, okay, or you throw somebody out as we bring people in. But every time there's a move, a pass or a throw out, we bring in the next guy. So okay? we can all thirty in the ring at the same time. <laughs> conceivably, conceivably. <laughs> now Pat Pat Patterson would would not like that because I think he had a role where he only wanted no more than seven people in the ring at the same time. So, so there was uh that's probably a pretty smart thing whenever you've got all those all those arms and all those ankles uh, <laughs> flying around in there 
All we've right. got some we got some heavyweights in here too. So we got we got some we've got some indie superstars. We've got some some uh, you know guys from the past, some big names, and we've got some current guys too. So I think this is going to be a a really interesting uh, rumble. And then we'll have to we'll have to figure out if the if the winner gets a gets a title shot down the line for the for the Plotsky, you know world world heavyweight title <laughs> at an event we haven't even haven't even created yet. Haven't created, booked, or anything. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, are you are you so you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Who's our first entrant? First entrance is oh yeah, this is the Macho King Randy Savage. Love it. Okay, so Savage is on his way to the ring right now. Okay, dun, he's in the ring. You ready for the second one? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Who's our second entrant? Our second entrance is MLW Zone, Vance Warner. I pokes and light beers, baby. Let's go. He's trying to get redemption for not winning in the award. <laughs> we had to put him in there. He, he didn't get he didn't get any uh any love on the award show. So we had to make sure we get we get Mance in the rumble. <laughs> All right, so, okay, so you're up. So do you wanna do uh you, you can either you can either keep those guys in the ring and bring in the third, or you can uh, by passing, or you can throw one of them out right right away. I'm gonna pass. Okay. All right, so the third man in the rumble is going to be AEW Dark and Elevation alum Caesar Bononi. <laughs> Caesar Boner Boy. And with those three in, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to throw Caesar out really quick. <laughs> Mance Warner immediately threw Caesar Bononi out of the ring. Was that the Bushwhacker spot? He, he ran in, he ran in and, and Mance Warner looked around like, what the hell is this guy doing here? And he poked him in the eye and kicked him off the, off the apron. I love it. Okay. So our fourth entrance is VPW superstar, Johnny Collins. Oh, let's go. Johnny Collins. He was an absolute hero at that show. <laughs> There's absolutely no way I can throw any three of them out right now. They're duking. Okay. okay. All right. So you go pass. It's going to be laying in the corner. Like, <laughs> um, like Ray Mysterio did that one rumble. He literally laid there for 20 minutes and did nothing. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. So next guy coming to the ring is, Ooh, uh, do you smell what the rock is cooking? The rock is on his way to the ring as the fifth entrance in the rumble. Which may or may not actually be a real entrant this weekend. That's true. That could be. That could be. Okay, so I'm going to keep everybody in. You're up. Okay. <laughs> All right. So next one to the ring, we had to put him in here, man. He's the he's the the founder, the originator of the whole thing. So next one coming in, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, Pat Patterson. Got a base. It go banana. It go banana. So in the ring right now, you've got Savage Mance. Johnny Collins, The Rock, and Pat. Well, I love the exchange. Well, we definitely have a one-on-one -on -one with Mance and Patterson, I feel like. And then we have <laughs> another one-on-one -on -one with The Rock and Savage. Oh, I like that. That's I like that. And Collins, he's just laying in the corner like Raymond. He's happy to be here. <laughs> he's just happy to be there. I can't I can't throw anybody out yet. Does he still does he still have the sunglasses on or the sunglasses come off already? They are absolutely on him. He looks okay. Like, okay. he looks like he's um in the music video for Prop Me Up Beside the Jukebox If I Die. He's just laying there with the glasses on. <laughs> okay. Okay, so next guy coming to the ring. You're keeping everybody, right? 
Yeah, I'm keeping everybody. Okay, next guy coming to the ring is uh, the real American himself, the immortal Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work for me, brother. <laughs> um, okay, do I want to throw anybody? I think I'm going to keep everybody. I, I I like these guys too much. I'm, I'm going to pass. That's the problem. I'm going to like everybody. <laughs> That's too. okay. It's okay. We'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Do we want to make it another entrant and then... Yeah, then you're up. Then you're up. Okay, so the uh, the next one's going to be the the police sirens are going off everywhere. The fans are on their feet. The, the freaks and the peaks are ahead of the ring. It's Scotty Steiner. Holla, if you hear me. Ham Cubes himself, Scotty Steiner. Okay, so what do you, what do you want to do? You want to keep him in there? You want to throw somebody out? I'm keeping Scotty, but I am sad to announce that Randy Savage... <laughs> we're biting the dust man you gotta, you gotta throw you gotta throw out one of the heavyweights early or, or else it's not gonna be out. <laughs> okay the next next guy next guy coming down is gonna be first 10 we're a third of the way through <laughs> no we're we're only went through eight we only went through eight so far so we're uh next guy up is gonna be vpw champion the guy the guy that we all love jack tomlinson yeah he was really good he's gonna be really good Okay, so who we got in? We got Mance, Johnny Collins, The Rock, Pat, Hogan, Steiner, and Jack. I'm going to pass. I got to keep those guys. <laughs> we might have 25 guys in the ring. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. It is all right. Okay, so next guy coming down. It's going to be your turn. Uh, you know, the, 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 the master of the battle royal himself, the, 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 the eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant. Uh, this is this will not be the Andre Maja Andre the Giant Battle Royal Memorial or whatever that was, but I'm afraid I got to keep I got to keep everybody in there. Okay, now this is which Andre is is this the is this the colossal connection Andre that they can't really move too well or is this the Andre that was in there just throwing fuckers everywhere? I think it would be more fun if it's the Andre that can't move. <laughs> 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 okay, next guy up, my turn. Oh, you think I'm cute? I know I'm sexy. It's the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, coming to the ring. He is going to be, and he is the 11th entrant right now in, in the in the Rumble. So, okay, who we got? We got Mance, Collins, The Rock, Pat, Hogan, Steiner, Tomlinson, Andre, and Shawn. Man, I think we I think we set up a big feud for down the road here, down the road here, Bake. We're going to have Shawn Michaels super kick The Rock and throw the rock and get the rock out of the, out of the rumble. Oh, there we go. That's like, we, I feel like that's a great one that we feel like we never got like a big time show. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we, we're trying to, we're trying to long-term book here, man. Exactly. Wow. Getting somebody out early. <laughs> okay. So you're up. Next guy up is going to be a, a Tampa Bay pro uh, legend. The, the guy that we all love, Bud heavy. There's absolutely zero chance, Bud heavy. I'm keeping Bud Heavy into the final four. <laughs> but Pat Patterson, you've overstayed your welcome. You created this shindig, but you're gone. Okay. Who threw who threw Pat out? Uh, Johnny Collins finally he, <laughs> he, he, uh, he hurried up and scurried over and he threw him out. Oh, That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Okay, I'm up. So the next one here, the uh, the the longest reigning champion in in WWF history. We're gonna bring in Bruno San Martino. 
All right, so Sam Martino's in there with Mance, Johnny Collins, Hogan, Scotty Steiner, Tomlinson, Andre, Sean, Bud Heavy, and himself. So let's see. I really like the the battle and back and forth here between between Hogan and Sam Martino, or you get Andre in the mix there. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna leave these guys in. All right. Oh, here you go, Bay. This is this is your boy, the uh, the Podsky. Uh, independent wrestler, unsigned wrestler of the year, Dan Barry. Okay, so retract what I said about Bud Heavy and instantly insert Dan and Mance. Dan and Mance are duking it out this entire (laughs) thing. Okay, okay. I'm keeping them all in there, but Dan and Mance, they're they're jockeying for the top dog spot on the Podsky rankings. Okay, awesome. I love it. Okay, next up. Here, here comes the uh, winner is coming. Here comes the music. The man called Sting is the Stinger. Comes into the ring as number 15. And Sting is going to immediately get his revenge on the Hulkster for all that shit in the late 90s. And Sting is going to, you know, just attack Hogan right away and throw the, throw the Hulkster right over the top. All right. All right. Coming in at number 16. Keeping with the Wolfpack theme here. Here comes your boy. It's, it's, uh, it's Big Daddy, Big Sexy Kevin Nash. All right, so Big Sexy's in the ring, and we're gonna get we're gonna go back to the '96 Royal Rumble, but we're gonna reverse it. We're gonna have Big Sexy super kick Shawn Michaels out of the ring this time. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. Long term booking, pal. Long term booking. All right, Michaels is out. Okay, who's coming up next? Michaels oh, out. Yeah. The, the 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 possibly the greatest of all time the the man himself here comes the nature boy Ric Flair down to the ring at number seventeen and now Milt is instantly popped. <laughs> okay, so we've got Mance Warner, Johnny Collins, Steiner, Tomlinson, Andre, Bud Heavy, <laughs> Sam Martino, Dan Perry, <laughs> Sting, Kevin Nash. You know what? I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Flair. Just, just be Flair, man. He's going to go in there. He's going to go right after Sting. Hits him with the low blow, grabs the leg, and throws him right over the top. Wow. Sorry, JC. <laughs> okay, so you got you're you're up here with the next one. Um, okay, the excellence of execution himself here, Baker. You got number eighteen. It's Brett the Hitman Hart. All right, so Brett hops in the ring. There's an immediate stare down with Brett and Bruno. <laughs> Why wouldn't there be? Why wouldn't there be? And Brett throws Bruno out of the ring after <laughs> exchange. Okay. Sees Bruno's running across the ring, and Brett is standing right by the ropes. So he pulls the top rope down, and over goes San Martino. Yeah, classic heart move, man. Classic heart move. That's good. <laughs> the old bait. Okay, at number 19 is the big dead man himself, The Undertaker. Dead man walking. Okay, so Taker's going to come down. Let's say him and Andre have, him and Andre have a big stare down, but Scotty Steiner right away grabs The Undertaker and throws The Undertaker over the top. <laughs> Bye. Taker's out. Oh, my. He falls right into a casket. <laughs> A casket out of nowhere. <laughs> no, Rick Steiner brought it down to the ring because they were feuding. There was a feud. Wow. 
Rick Rick Steiner brought it down to the ring. Braun Breaker jumped out of the casket, distracted the Undertaker. Scotty hit him with the back of the head with a forearm and knocked him into the casket. And Braun Breaker jumped on the casket and laid on it so he couldn't get out. And Rick Steiner wheeled it all the way to the back. <laughs> with his dog. He pulled it like a dog. Like he had <laughs> a on, dog, on a dog chain while, while Braun Breaker was trying to light it on fire while he was also riding it like a surfboard. Give me the book, dude. I can book this shit. It's not hard. <laughs> All right, you're up. Next guy up is going to be, oh, you're going to have uh, tag team tag team partners in the ring here, uh, Bake. You're going to have Dan Barry's uh, wrestling open tag team partner, 50 Cal. Well, Dan, uh, Mance has beaten the absolute tar out of Dan, and 50 Cal runs in, breaks it up, but then... The sneaky Johnny Collins grabs 50 cal by the ankles and whoop, right over the top. He's oh, in right it. out, right out. Okay. <laughs> Johnny Collins guys. is hanging around. You guys are out quick, man. That's the sound happens. Man. Opportunist. That's how it happens. Okay. So the next guy up, number uh number number 21 into the uh, in the rubble. We're getting down to it here, is gonna be none other than uh, the tribal chief himself, Roman Reigns. We know that we know the Usos aren't going to be too far behind here. So now we're in the ring. We've got Manser, Collins, uh, Scotty Steiner, Tomlinson, Andre, Bud Heavy, Dan Barry, Nash, Flair, Hart, and Reigns. So let's see here. We're going to have Reigns make a big impact right away. I'm going to I'm going to have Reigns go right after Steiner. Reigns is going to go right after Scotty Scotty Steiner. Just attacks him, throws him over the top rope. And he didn't have any help. I mean, there's we'll say we'll say the Usos were under the ring. The Usos were under the ring. They jumped up and grabbed the top rope. You know, Rick and Rick and Braun are backstage messing with the Undertaker, trying to chain that, chain the casket so he can't get out and he can't come down to help. So Scotty Steiner gets thrown out. Wow. <laughs> that is fantastic. Hey, it's what happens, man. You gotta have friends, you know? Yep. Okay, at number 22 is Nails. All right, so Nails makes his way to the ring, slides in, and Jack Tomlinson immediately tries to take a selfie with him. Nails grabs him by the throat, picks him up over the ropes, and gives him the big choke slam out of the ring. Jack Tomlinson. Oh, man. He, he, he did. A good, he was in there a pretty long time. He was in there for, for a good time. Not quite as long as Johnny Collins and or Dan Barry and or Mance Warner. It's true. It's very true. Okay, next guy up. And I had to put this guy in here because I realized when I wrote down 30 names, none of them were black. So I had to put I had to get a black guy so you don't get you don't get canceled here on the Podski. But I, I picked a, I picked one that I think is gonna make a big impact, and that's gonna be powerhouse Will Hobbs. All right. Powerhouse. Okay, so we've got Hobbs is in there now. I think Hobbs and Nash are gonna get into it, but there's gonna a bunch of a bunch of near flips over the rope and nobody gets thrown out yet. So I'm going to pass on that one. All right. Okay. So next one up is going to be SWA legend, Hillbilly Joe. And I have zero idea who Hillbilly Joe is, but Hillbilly Joe is going to hit the ring and they're all going to be looking at each other. Like who the hell is this guy? And <laughs> he's going to band them together. They're going to come. Everyone's going to come together in the ring. They're going to mold together. And they're going to eliminate Andre the Giant for the better. Okay. 
it it always ta- it always takes a, a lot of people to get the, to get the big guy out. So that's good. Give me the book. Give any uh, any any friendships made during that? Anybody high fiving? Uh, Hillbilly Joe high fives nails. <laughs> All right, next guy up, number twenty five, is going to be the Hollywood the Hollywood icon. Uh, the longest longest uh, reigns in WWE history, right? With the belt, John Cena. And Trey just creamed his pants. Oh, Trey is going crazy right now. Trey's going to be so mad if he doesn't win this. So, okay. <laughs> so Cena's going to come in. Cena and Reigns get into it right away. Um, let's see. Hart and Flair fighting pretty good. Mance Warner and Dan Barry are still going at it. Um, I'm going to say that Hillbilly Joe turns on nails. Ooh. Nails out of the ring. Nails is gone. Wow. <laughs> All right, you're up. Your turn. And the glass breaks. And here he comes. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin. I love it. All right. So Austin hits the ring. And it's, again, it's 1996. Steve grabs Brett, throws his ass out. What? <laughs> what? what? Love All it. Right. All right. Number 27. We're getting down to it here. Uh, it's gonna be uh gonna be your guy. Here comes Triple H to the ring with the sledgehammer in hand. Perfect. Okay, so Triple H comes down to the ring. Uh, he spits the water, but he, he he spits the water in the face. He spits the water in the face of Rick Flair and wow. throws Flair out of over the top. His idol throws him out. He's out. It's every man for himself in this thing. Wow, the breakup of evolution had just happened. <laughs> All right, you're up next, and you got the chairman of WCW, La Parca. So, yes, La Parca hits the ring with the chair, immediately hits Bud Heavy with it. Bud Heavy is stumbling around, and then the ever-so-sneaky Johnny Collins gives him the ever-so-slight push over the top rope. And Bud Heavy has been eliminated. Oh man, we were really rooting for Bud Heavy to win this thing. Okay, he's out. He's out. Okay, next guy up. He's been around for a long time. He's a great, great, great amateur wrestler, former WWF champion. It's Bob Backlund. All right, Backlund hits the ring. Who's Backlund? Okay, Backlund and Cena are going to fight right away. Mance Warner and Kevin Nash are going at it. In the corner, Nash is giving Nash is giving Mansur the the big the big knee lifts. Um, Will Hobbs is giving spine busters to everybody. Gives giving spine busters to, to Laparca. And let's see here. Let's say we're gonna say Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash turns around and just grabs Hillbilly Joe by by his hat and throws the Hillbilly right over the top rope. <laughs> All right, you got the last guy here, the last entrant coming to the ring right now, the Lone Wolf. Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. All right. Well, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, they reminisce in the ring. They're the outsiders are back together and they start teaming up. And they're going after Mance. They're going after Johnny. Johnny and Mance, they both slip out of there. But John Cena becomes the unexpected elimination. And Cena 
is eliminated by the outsiders. Oh man, Trey, we're sorry, man. Sorry, Trey. Sorry. He put up a good fight. He did put up a good fight. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a rough, for, rough one here for Cena. You know, he came in there pretty, pretty, uh, pretty recently, and then he got thrown out. But you know, it's, it's what it is, man. You get, you get double teamed in a rumble, man. That's what happens. Not everyone can win. Okay, so right now we've still got in the ring Mance Warner, Johnny Collins, Dan Barry, Kevin Nash, Roman <laughs> Reigns, Will Hobbs. Stone Cold, Triple H, LaParka, Bob Backlund, and Scott Hall. So I'm going to say that Dan Barry is going to run across the ring, jump on Bob Backlund's back, put him in a put him in a chokehold, and it, Backlund's arms are flailing around like crazy. They're they're backing up, they're backing up, they're starting to fall, and they and they run right into no no other than Roman Reigns, and Reigns gets knocked over the top rope. Oh, by Dan Barry and Bob Backlund. <laughs> which sets up which sets up night one of wrestlemania this year which is bob backlund versus roman reigns <laughs> and night two is dan barry and roman reigns <laughs> we love you dan it may not it may not be he hasn't made it through yet it's true it's true i'm gonna say that the two-man power trip form and while LaParka is going after Steve Austin, Triple H comes up behind LaParka and whoop, throws him out. LaParka has been eliminated. Oh man, did he did he get to do did he get to do the dance on top of the chair in the ring? Yes. Okay. Okay. As long as we got that, that's good. <laughs> LaParka has been eliminated. Okay. Next guy up here. Let's see what we got. Okay. Let's see here. Let's see. Uh, we're going to say that Kevin Nash. Is, is wailing on Bob Backlund. Scott Hall's going at it with Will Hobbs. And they, and for some reason, you know, Kevin Nash catches a, catches a, an elbow from Scott Hall in the back of the head accidentally. And Nash turns around and accuses Hall of, of hitting him from behind. And they start pushing each other. And Scott Hall grabs Kevin Nash by the collar, starts slapping him. They start fighting. They're rolling around on the ropes. And Kevin Nash gets eliminated by Scott Hall. Oh. And as soon as Nash, or as soon as Hall hits Nash over, he's hanging over the rope. He's getting ready to throw the toothpick at him. And who other than the ultimate opportunist himself, Johnny Collins, <laughs> rises out of the corner to eliminate Scott Hall. Okay, Hall's out, man. We're getting down to it. We got now all we got is Mance, Johnny, Dan Barry, Will Hobbs, Austin, Triple H, and Bob Backlund. Best workers ever. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna say we're gonna say that Bob Backlund is on his hands and knees right now in front of Triple H, and he's he's begging he's begging for mercy, but it but it turns out he's also he's begging for a job. He's begging for a job to Triple H. Please bring me back. I can I can I can go to NXT. I can work with anybody. And Triple H, Triple H says okay. Shakes his hand, gets Bob Backlund back on his feet, kicks him in the groin with a low blow, gives him the pedigree. Grabs him by the grabs him by the by the uh, collar and elbow and throws him over the top rope. Ball back him's out. <laughs> he's back in the soup back in the soup line for Bob Backman. <laughs> while Triple H is on the ropes, the ultimate opportunist Johnny Collins <laughs> comes for the elimination of Triple H. But he gets cut off 
by Will Hobbs, who grabs Johnny Collins, spine busters him, and then he gets thrown over the top, and Johnny Collins is eliminated by Will Hobbs. Oh, man. Didn't see that one coming yet. Oh, man. Okay. So while so while Will Hobbs is celebrating, <laughs> celebrating it, throwing over or throwing Collins over, because Collins has been in there for a long time. While he's doing that, Mance Warner walks over. And Mance, Mance knows this is going to be a fight, right? He knows it's going to be him and him and Hobbs is going to be a big fight. So he's giving them, I poke with the left hand. I poke with the right hand. I poke with the left. I poke with the right. Backing him up, backing him up all the way, all the way to the ropes. And then grabs both feet and throws him over the top. Will Hobbs is out. We are down to our final four now, aren't we? Yeah, we got four. We got Mance, Dan Barry, Austin, and Triple H. So all four men are now standing in the corners. And then the we have a two we have a standoff. They break into two. They break into pairs. Dan Barry is staring at Triple H. Mance is staring at Austin. Dan wants to get the job from Triple H. He wants to get signed. He wants to be a true talent. He wants to be an up and coming top prospect on the Podski. And Triple H tries to give it to him, but Dan Barry gives him the low blow. And Triple H is eliminated by Dan Barry. He oh, doesn't God. end up being a top prospect. He wants to stay at the top of the unsigned prospects. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> the fact that you threw him out. I know. I thought he was going all the way. No, no. <laughs> you can't you can't you can't give him the obvious finish. You know what I mean? You gotta keep him on your toes. That's how you keep the book longer. So while all that's going on, Mance and Austin are just throwing throwing fists at each other, and they're and they're now they're rolling around the ring, and they're Austin's throwing those throwing those weird fists, and and Mancer's fighting back and everything, and Dan Barry's just sitting there and watching the action. Mancer pulls pulls Steve Austin back to his feet. Austin blocks a punch, kick to the stomach, stunner. Mancer's flying around, flopping around. Dan Barry with a big, enormous lariat knocks Austin ass over tea kettle in the middle of the ring. Mancer, Mancer climbs up the ropes, grabs Austin, and throws Austin over the top. <laughs> now we're down to Warner and Barry. Oh, what a stare. We have the ultimate stare down. This is obviously for the biggest prize that the Podsky... These are, these are Podsky heavyweights that are, in, that are in the final two right here. Yes, these are Podsky heavyweights. Mance Warner, Dan Barry... They're duking it out with rights and lefts. There's a double clothesline in there. And Mance gives Dan Barry the double eye poke. Stone Cold throws a beer over the top rope. Mance grabs it, opens it, throws the beer into the freshly poked eyes of Dan Barry. Dan has no idea where he is. He's stumbling all over the place. And Mance Warner throws Dan out of the ring. Oh my God. Mance Warner. What a finish. The Podskis, very first Royal Rumble winner. He will go on to face somebody at WrestleMania or Podski Mania. We have no idea who the champion is, but he's facing somebody. He made his, he paved his way to Podski Mania. Oh man, old Mancer, he did it, man. Old Mancer, light beers and lariats. He'll, he'll be happy to hear that too, man. That's really good. What a finish! What a finish to that rumble. Yes. <laughs> Double eye poke and then shoving beer in his eye. 
Well, I tell you what, you got to take your hat off to Johnny Collins, man. What a what a what a performance he had here in the uh, in the Rumble. Great job to Johnny Collins. Johnny Collins with a gutsy effort. Dan Barry with a gutsy effort. Yeah, Dan Barry with the gutsiest effort. His did he did he have his um his match last weekend? Did you see his tweet? I saw his tweet, but I don't know what happened in the match. I, I didn't even get a chance to watch it. I, I I forget who he was even up against. Uh, I wonder. I have no idea if he's still. This could be that this match might have pulled Dan Barry out of retirement. It could have. It could have. Yeah, he he might be on the retirement tour like uh, Greg Gray Muta, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That was awesome. That was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for uh, tuning in to the Podski Roundtable. We had a lot of fun doing this, and we had a lot of fun with everybody last night. Thank you to everybody that came on last night. Had a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully everyone enjoys the Royal Rumble this weekend. Yeah, I think I think everybody from last night will be back, too. Everybody seemed like they had a great time, and every, 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 I'm sure everybody will be back on the show. Yeah, thank you to everybody. Yeah, everyone did an awesome job last night. It was a lot of fun talking wrestling in the Royal Rumble. Uh, hopefully everyone liked this episode. Make sure you check us out on Twitter at the underscore Podski, Instagram, the underscore Podski, and uh, Facebook at the Podski with John Baker. Make sure you download, rate, review, and subscribe. And thank you to Andrew for this awesome idea of the Podski uh, Royal Rumble and coming on as usual. And we will see you next time on the Podski.